Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Base Raiders. This is our adventure base raiding campaign. I'm going to be GMing it. Uh, let's have our players introduce themselves, starting with Ryan. Hi, everybody. I am Ryan. Uh, you might recognize my voice from such role-playing, actual play podcasts as Ragnarok, which you should all totally be listening to. Uh, today I'm going to be playing Amriel. Amriel is a fallen angel uh, summoned back to this plane by an evil sorceress who vanished in Ragnarok. Not the actual play podcast, but the uh, world-shattering superhero and supervillain disappearing event. Um, and now she is a base raider uh, on, on a professional basis with... Uh, Yuri and Greg, who you'll meet shortly. Uh, you said professional, right. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> hello, uh, I am Alex, and I am playing the aforementioned Greg. He is a sentient nanoswarm that looks like a cloud, a small, that's uh, a to regular clouds, a small cl purplish cloud uh, with electricity inside of him. Uh, he is the only currently, as far as he knows, only free member of his species, and he is searching for technology through base rating to go home and free his species from oppression. And if you are inside of him, he smells like a fart. <laughs> I thought they were bad on the outside. Exactly. Uh, and I'm Finn, and I'm playing Yuri who, uh, after uh, a couple of sessions ago, after the Paris, the Paris debacle, um, uh, as, Raymond, as Raymond explained, Yuri's backstory is getting out of control uh, in that he is a Japanese enduro rally driver that died, whose ghost was summoned into a robot samurai body to fight in the war, who then became a base raider who can inhabit his car, and now lives in a clone of Hitler and wears a biomech supersuit reverse engineered from demon biology in another universe. <clears throat> he uh, he has more complicated uh, backstory than Captain Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> I mean to be fair, the Hitler thing happened well into his actual story. Story, so you can excuse that. Yeah. But. So essentially, a samurai super soldier super suit, I guess. Now, mm -hmm. you are you are have the look of a psycho ranger about you. <laughs> <clears throat> Can't remember what they're called in, uh, what the actual Japanese name for them are, is the psycho rangers. Psycho Sentai? No, the psycho was added in. Okay. I think they're like Nega Sentai or something like that. They're basically evil Power Ranger duplicates. But they have way cooler looking armor. Because it's like all deep, demonically organic looking, and there's a lot more black. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, the Black Power Ranger just has black with white lines separating the two black parts, because they yep. all have like black under. It's weird. Anyway, so last game we deal dealt with some preparations for this mission as well as dealing with some character advancement sort of stuff uh, and some of the fallout, although most of it was positive, from the Paris mission. Um, uh, we also 
uh, got underway heading to Hawaii to deal with the current base. Uh, you guys are going to be trying to find your way into a hot lab at the bottom of the ocean. Um, unfortunately, hello, Magpie in the background at Finn's place. <laughs> unfortunately, um, said said lab at the bottom of the ocean is currently engulfed by a hurricane, a Category Five hurricane, in fact. Uh, so you guys are flying via plane, I assume. Yeah. Um... We modified the car to be a submarine. Yeah, but um, you probably don't want to travel there. Yeah, we had a fly- there was an oil rig they were using for setup or something, or a boat. It was an aircraft carrier. Yeah, they had an aircraft carrier right. about uh, a few kilometers off the coast of uh, Hawaii. Probably like 10 or 20 kilometers, really, because you want to. You don't want to make the American government's specific command yeah, you know, nervous. Uh, I think 20 kilometers is still going to make Pacific Command pretty nervous, but uh, yeah. yeah. As long as it's in international waters, they can't technically do anything. When has that ever stopped uh, the American military? I said said technically. They They have to be careful about that PR. Yes, the the aircraft carrier is called the DSV Raiders Revenge, not whatever the (laughs) stupid name I made up in the first. Nice. A rogue wave took that ship down, a very missile-shaped rogue wave. Very missile-shaped rogue wave. Many, many space lasers and missile batteries are currently trained on us. Yes. Uh, so you load yourself up into a cargo plane that is a military cargo plane that is capable of actually landing on said aircraft carrier, so it's a smaller one. Uh, and, you know, 30 hours... Actually, you're in probably like 10 or 15 hours later at most. You arrive. Um... It's a very rough landing. Um, But, you know, you do manage to land. And they start pulling... uh, The back of the plane folds down. uh, And the drunk Gutenberg pilot is like, Yeah! Okay! That was incredibly dangerous. Thanks. Yep. He... Mm-hmm. Finger guns, and then he goes and collapses back in the cockpit. <laughs> there goes a true German hero. Oh yeah, East German hero. He 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 ran uh, he ran smuggling ops back when Mecca Stalin brought up the laser wall, the laser curtain, mm. the red laser curtain. We've got this cold laser bath. <laughs> so, you guys step off and there's like... It's it's a weird thing. Um, the aircraft carrier has this, like, ski jump at one end. Um, and it looks old-ish. 
Um, and there's just graffiti on it in places, but it looks like it's like high quality graffiti. So it's like somebody that has made their living as a graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the kind of people that get called in do custom designs on shoes. Right. Things like that. Uh, and there's like Raiderade stickers and stuff spray painted o- over the flight deck and things like that. Um, up the nearby, you see um, a uh, another uh, aircraft. It looks a bit. Uh, it's it's some kind of VTOL aircraft. It looks similar to yours, except it's got the its wings have tilted and it's got these massive jet engines as it lands. Um, sort of like the Zephyr from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., except smaller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that have seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., otherwise pretty well described, I feel. Uh, it's white, and it's got, um, some orange flaring to it, uh, and a lot of TKS logos. Um, on that one. <laughs> probably TKS. <laughs> uh, I was thinking the Valkyries, oh, never mind. Um, yeah, they stole it. <laughs> no, the, you don't see the Valkyries on the flight deck. Good. Um, somebody in like a high vis vest and like a helmet with um, calm headphones and stuff on it walks over. The helmet's got like Raider Raid stickers on it. He's like, he pulls the microphone out of his face and says, uh, You three need to come with me. We'll get your gear stowed below deck. And then he starts walking towards the tower thing that is on top of an aircraft carrier, the where the bridge is and stuff like that. I think it's just called a tower. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll follow him. We really should get yep. below decks before Greg blows away. Yes. Craig's got that uh, windswept hairdo. <laughs> windswept <laughs> body do. Yeah, he's just sort of pushing to the trailing off to the left uh yeah so you guys float in there's a lot of people like rushing around um there's a lot of languages being spoken you hear um actually because greg speaks all terrestrial languages uh you hear like people and then some you hear people talking in uh russian you hear some people talking in chinese um hindi uh, a wow. lot of um, Tamil speakers actually are on board. Um, yeah, it appears to be a pretty eclectic crew. Uh, but majority actually would be Tamil. Um, Tamil so people, yeah. So people from Sri Lanka. Ah, oh, okay. Northern part of Sri Lanka. I know that a lot of Tamil language speaking people uh, end up serving as like ship crews because you can get them for really cheap. Hire them for really cheap. I was about to. I was about to mention your phrasing for that one. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I can't really say anything to them because. I doubt they could hear anything over the rush of ev- all the wind and everything. So just oh yeah, yeah. And then you you know this is as you're sort of being followed, led up some staircases. I say staircases; they're almost like ladders. Um, yeah. And you head up, and then you arrive in the top floor. You see uh, one of the Raider Raid um, people uh, and a and a few people from 
uh, two of the beep, uh, guys from Scout Team 1. And they turn to you like, oh, brilliant, you guys made it. Have you made... Uh, one of the Scout Team 1 guys says, have you made alterations to your transport, or do we need to get your car into the shop? Um, we have taken care of the preparations. Alright, cool. Alright, well then we'll just get you down on the loading deck. What's going to be your approach? Are you going to try and fly through this thing? I know you guys normally do car. Uh, I turn to Yuri. Well, well, we altered the car to Make the a submarine, submarine, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that is what you did last time. Um, Alright, cool. Yeah. Well, then we'll get you down. Well, yeah, I essentially say... Um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll still be driving. Oh, you'll still be driving? All right, well, then we'll we'll set you up uh, so that you can go off the ski jump at the end of the uh, at the end of the flight deck and make for good footage. Beautiful. Um, interesting to, interested to see how you aquaplane that car for several hundred kilometers. But, you be. know, not impossible. All right, well, we've got a... We've got uh, uh, about uh, 20 hours till we want to start the race. Uh, there's some media people here. Um, if you need to go ashore, we can arrange a helicopter to take you over to Honolulu. But uh, otherwise, just try to endure the seasickness. Are we waiting for the hurricane to arrive or are we going to it? Oh no, the hurricane has arrived. Uh, we're going to be doing our best to keep uh, this ship on the edge of the hurricane. Uh, this will be acting as a relay for our transmissions. But um, yeah, at the moment it's maintaining a towards where we currently are course. So that's bad. Ah. Makes for good yeah. TV, though, doesn't it? It'll make for damn good TV. Uh, one of the man, the manager guy, walks over to. He's like, "I got a, I got a, uh, I got a journalist who's interested in uh, talking to you guys about your, you know, your experience and your process." Uh, would you guys be down for doing that? Uh, yes. Sure. As long yeah, as it is sorry. inside. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, we, I don't think they'll want to be doing it outside. Um, can you do us a favor during the interview? Can you just, uh, do a bit of x-ray cross-promotion? Oh, that's the X-ray sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. eyewear, extreme sunglasses for extreme base races. Right. I just put uh, my sunglasses on. Well, actually, head. they've got a new set. So oh. uh, he walks over and he opens. There's like a a cardboard box about I don't know, maybe a foot by a foot, um, by a foot. It's a nice cube. He opens it up and he pulls out like these plastic cylinders with like complicated semi-holographic um, graphics over them and he hands you two pairs and then he 
grabs the third and just sort of lets it fall into Greg. Oh, <laughs> you could keep them if you like. I physically cannot wear them. Well, there you go. Well, we've got a palette of uh, Pacific Punch Raider Raid uh, for you guys to, so you can get your cross promote, so you can get your Raider Raid promotions going uh, as well. Uh, all right. Well, talk to you cats later. Finger guns. Everybody's finger gunning today. <laughs> the Raider Raid tradition. <clears throat> So what are you guys going to do? It's the first time the first time I wish I've had fingers. <laughs> so that I could hold guns. Yeah. Pew pew. Greg <laughs> just says pew pew. Man, I want that as Not my base same. raider character. I want finger guns McGee who just does finger guns and kills people. <laughs> that was a really crappy power on Heroes once. I think um, it came up in something else too, where somebody like was making finger guns at people, and then they die, and it turned out that they had a sniper that was shooting people. I can't remember what it was in. I think that's also yeah. uh, an unknown army's third edition power that one I... of the one of the mage classes can have. Nice. Okay. I'm sorry. So, what are you guys gonna do? Uh, I'll, um, I'll head to the reporter. Amriel uh, takes her old pair of x-rays that she had in her pocket and crushes them into a smaller ball as she can and tosses them in the trash and then opens the new package and puts the new ones on. So the new ones kind of have a, you know, uh, they're like, um, they're your normal like elliptical, elongated elliptical sort of sunglasses cool guy sunglasses uh, except okay. that the lenses almost look like compound eyes um, apparently that's the fashion that's going around at the moment fuck right. what am I am I a bro fly apparently <laughs> um, yep and Yuri just uh, puts them on over his samurai face mm-hmm. with my, to go with my leather motorcycle jacket did you guys want to do the interview now, or did you want to do some other things beforehand? I don't think we have anything else to be doing. I think we're pretty prepared. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, Greg went to go see the reporter, so we'll follow behind, I guess. All right, so you sort of go searching through the ship for the reporter. Um, after a few minutes, you find someone. Uh, you find, a, like, not a press corps, but you find, like, a room full of teams of two to three people with, like, GoPros and handy cams and stuff. Like, nobody's spending shit tons of money on their base raider interview team. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a local news group here, like, from some Hawaiian Fox affiliate. Mm. Um, you know, even though base raiding is illegal in America. Um, it appears these guys are trying to get some kind of edgy scoop. Uh, you actually hear them talking to TK, uh, talking to like some random um, engineers and stuff. Be like, what do you think of, uh, about the, the moral implications of base raiding? Um, 
and how it goes against God's plan. And the guy <laughs> sort of looks at him and then says something in Russian and walks away. Uh, but you do see uh, some people spot you. Uh, I, um, a woman, an uh, older woman, probably uh, in her 40s. Uh, spots you, uh, Yuri, uh, and sort of waves, um, as if to say, I am the person to interview you, but you recognize her. She doesn't, she recognizes you as semi-famous base raider. You recognize her as person that was active in the enduro circuit when you were alive the first time. Right, she was another racer. Um, she was a reporter that was that did a lot of work in that area. Um, right. She had some racing experience, but she wasn't pro like you. Right. Um, but you recognize her. Um, she just spots you guys. She recognizes your team. Yep. Uh, is she heading towards us? Uh, no, oh, it looks like. Oh, actually, yeah, she heads towards you. She's like, "Oh, it's, uh, great to great to meet you guys." Uh, she has kind of um, you can tell that English is not her first language, um, but you can't place her accent. Right. Oh, hello. Uh, I think uh, Yuri's Yuri's uh, samurai face kind of stiffens into a more mask-like appearance. Mm-hmm. In that kind of uh, stifled grimace smile, which on people looks um, strained, but on him just look, makes his face look a bit dead. Yes. And particularly um, unnerving. <laughs> but on him, it just looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So samurai movie stoic. Ooh. <laughs> Scratch your beard. <laughs> uh, is here fine? For the interview? Uh, if, if we could find a room away from everybody shouting, um, maybe we could go to where you're, where you're prepping for the race. Oh, do you know where that is? <laughs> you all sort of look, look about as you realize you don't really know what deck... Your car is on? <laughs> yeah. We're really letting the Raider Aid people handle that. We're just here to talk to you and sell sunglasses. Radio, well, maybe we can find a side room or something. Um, they've got to have a mess hall or something on this ship. Um, the cameras aren't rolling now as you're like trying to find somewhere to record. She's like, you guys What's happen this to... Is gold? You guys happen to know where they got this thing? You know, the, the inside looks not as well kept as the outside. Uh, it's yep. uh, rusty. It looks like they refurbished the outside and just, you know, oh, well, you know, it's not singing, so it doesn't matter. Uh, well, they've been running the uh, pro reality TV base rating gimmick for a couple of years now. I'm guessing that they uh, rolled up some pretty nifty equipment in that time. Or they yeah. raised it from the bottom of the ocean. 
could be. Yeah, I guess. Uh, a lot of, lot of different nationalities on board. Indeed. Which is cool, obviously. It's great, you know. It's an international thing. And she's sort of looking around the place as you're walking around. Um, seems mildly nervous. And where are you from? Uh, me? Oh, I'm from all over. Uh, spent a spent a lot of time in uh, spent a lot of time in uh, northern Africa when I was you know a younger woman. Uh, but you know lately you gotta you gotta travel wide uh, to you gotta you gotta travel wide to keep up in this game. Uh, you know, advent of the internet and YouTube and um, Raider Aid TV, all that stuff has has meant that extreme sports uh, has just exploded. Uh, it's not just about, you know, racing cars in the desert now. We've got, you know, people snowboarding uh, down uh, mountains in uh, Antarctica, people bloody skydiving uh, onto the side of volcanoes. Uh, and then, of course, all the Raider Raid stuff and the base Raider. Well, you don't have to tell us. Uh, in this race alone, we've been uh, we've been on three continents already. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's been pretty wild. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to finally get a chance to interview you guys, um, and then you know, she, you guys find a space. Yep. Another some side room or something. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, let's. Let's just kick things off a bit easy. Um, how did how did you guys uh, find out about base rating? I understand that some of Ooh. you uh, come from pretty diverse backgrounds. Uh, Yuri, um, I heard people tell me that you're actually uh, have been to the other side. Hmm. Yeah. I, um. Uh, I used to be a, a, a soldier. Well, not before. After being to the other side, I was a soldier. I was a soldier of a um, nefarious mastermind raising a robot uprising. Oh, wow. So you're actually an ex-henchman. Uh, yeah. Yeah, essentially. Not, uh, a, uh, not a voluntary position. If right. you know what have, I mean. Have you faced any discrimination because of that? It was the worst. <laughs> I'm try to do a uh, horrible impression of Venture Brothers. I'm sorry. Well, nah. I gotta say, it wasn't easy starting being a, a mind in a robot body. It's not something you you don't get a lot of rights in that situation. Takes a long time right. to get through customs as a dangerous weapon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of contention at the moment with uh, Raider Raid parking their decommissioned military vessel uh, off the coast of the home of America's Pacific Fleet. Uh, you know, a lot of people are asking questions about whether. Uh, whether uh, the U.S. should take action against Raider 8 for this, but uh, 
I mean, you mentioned immigration being difficult. I mean, Greg, you must you must uh, know a thing or two about that being from another world. Um, oh yes, hasn't been too kind to uh, aliens um, in our history. Uh, do you do you have any any thoughts on your experience as a as an alien immigrant? Well, I found that uh, some humans are hostile, uh, as demonstrated by the recent happenings in Paris. And there have been times when I was floating down the street and people threw things at me, but I just did not let it phase me, literally. Um, right. But right. On, on, for the most part, people are kind, although taken aback when approached by a floating cloud. It took me a, a while to realize how corporeal everything is on your planet. Really? What what other aspects of human society are baffling to you? Oh, walls. I really? still just don't understand your fascination and obsession with walls. Amriel rolls her eyes. Everywhere you go, there's a wall. Walls on the floor, walls above you, walls lining the hallways. Everything is walls. They don't have architecture on your planet? Oh, no. How did, Everything. You, how did you come to Earth? Ah, well, uh, the gestalt that I came from fashioned itself a spaceship and sent me here. Well, wouldn't a spaceship have walls? It was a pod. Spherical. Yes, I mean, even a round wall is still a wall. Or is it a floor? Good, good question. Um, have you uh, have you become an official citizen of uh, any Earth nations, or are you still a refugee? Oh no, I, I am a refugee. I am not planning on staying as uh, very long. Oh really? You have plans to travel to other worlds? Well, uh, my race, I found out when I landed here, was enslaved. Uh, so, was enslaved uh, by the Zilkloff, uh terrible, terrible uh, race of conquerors. They enslaved my entire species to fill the balloons of their terrifying war zeppelins. So, I am searching for technology that will allow me to free my race from, their, from its enslavement. Wow, that's a really powerful story. Um, I... I... Wow, that's just... So if any of your listeners know any weapons that could decimate an entire planet, please let me know. She sort of, like, looks back over her shoulder as you say that, and uh, the cameraman, like, nods. Um, <laughs> and she's like, uh, well, uh, Emriel, um, we don't normally go in for the gossipy kind of stuff here, but it's my understanding you and another base raider uh, have been forming a close bond. Well, I wouldn't be much of a lady if I kissed and told now, would I? Also, you do identify as a woman. Yes, yes, I do. Um, Sorry, angels... uh, but the, 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 the scriptures are all we really have to go off. We, I was under the impression that angelic beings were uh, androgynous. Um, we are, uh, although... It's a it's a weird psychophysical manifestation that I'm inhabiting right now. Um, 
if you saw me in my true form, uh, you would likely have nightmares for the rest of your life and uh, not be able to stop screaming. Right. Wow. You all have such amazing uh, lives. Uh, but, you know, getting back onto the point, what attracted you to base raiding? I mean, Greg's here to uh, trying to find a way to get back home and free his people. Um, you, Emriel, you're a demon. <laughs> uh, you could do anything. Uh, and uh, Yuri, I mean, it seems like an odd choice for a veteran. Hmm. <clears throat> True, I suppose. But uh, as you were saying before, everything kind of... you got to go a long way to keep up these days. And uh, everything just gets more extreme. So I think... Uh, you know, <sighs> so after everything, you, it sort of becomes the natural choice, I guess. Are you saying it's more the uh, extreme thrill of adventure and danger that attracted you to base raiding? Well, it's what attracts me to anything, I guess. Well, I know for what TK, else is there? It's a fair point. I know that for TKS, they were attracted by the fact that. It was the only place they had left to go. Uh, they couldn't further their careers in motorsport anymore, and so they came to base uh, adventure base rating as a way of applying their skills elsewhere. Sure. Uh, does that narrative hold true for any of you, your team? Um, I look to the others, sort of. Well, well, I don't know about you guys. It's not so much about demonstration of skill. I feel like there's not a lot of skill in it sometimes. A lot of blind luck. That is true. Mm. I mean, personally, for me, it's uh, it's all about the the thrill and uh, the power and the fame and the the money. That that sounds. That sounds uh, pretty pretty baseline there, but what can I say? How Pretty demon- corporeal. Yes. Aha. Yeah, Worldly. well, that's, that's <laughs> what happens. Worldly in the medieval sense. Right. That's what happens when your uh, pure spirit body is uh, filtered through the mass human unconscious and spit out as this. Oh, I definitely know what it feels like to be filtered. When I first landed, I accidentally walked in front of a very strong air conditioner. <laughs> it took me an entire day to reform myself. Oh my goodness, Greg, you are just a crack up. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I would say that there that uh, yeah, I I used to think that there was a lot that. Uh, but it came down to hard work, you know. That you put in, you put in the training. You determine your strategy. You figure out your plan, and uh, you execute it. And uh, you come out. You do that. You do that to your best, and you come out on top. But uh, you know, you, <clears throat> there's been well, there's been times where I've. It's been shown abundantly clear 
um, that uh, there's little more than error and chance between you and uh, you and ultimate failure, I guess. Right. So I think I... These days, I don't think there's much to uh, much to prepare for other than to do your best to cover yourself you guys... and then uh, wing it. You guys lost a team member in your first ever base raid, base intrusion, uh, mm. when a chain of events caused a volcanic eruption. Um, do you bear the guilt of that situation? Do you feel partially responsible for what happened to them? By the way, this would be a great time to name that character, because we still haven't. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's true. If they were it was... as well, they wouldn't have had to have been. No. Uh, well, we all just kind of go by regular names. Not like any of us have super names. So yeah. Uh, Rosalind. Rosalind the Ghost Wizard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Rosalind, like a... hmm. Rosalind thought that her tome of power could protect her from just about anything, and she was wrong. She was tragically wrong. Right. No, I'd and say I that, to uh... tell her that a book would not protect her from molten lava, but she did not listen. And I would say that uh, to answer directly, I think, I think no, really. We don't, well, personally, I don't, I don't bear too much guilt for what happened there. We, you don't, you don't dwell on it. I don't feel responsible. I think, as I was saying that. Somebody is tearing up. Somebody is tearing up church. <laughs> um, there goes Yuri. <laughs> hey. Yuri's like this interview is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, I think that was uh, that was the second time I was showing abundantly clear that uh, no matter what we do, you can always lose everything. Yeah, and I think that was that was well out of our hands of planning for a volcanic eruption, and uh, I don't dwell on it. But I think things could have gone differently, but they didn't. They went the way they did, and uh, what happened happened. So, right. We can't things dwell on it, but it doesn't mean it wasn't wrong to have happened. Doesn't mean it doesn't stay with us. I'd say. Well, we all understand the risks of what we're getting involved with here. You never know when, you know, that uh, army of skeletons is going to catch up with you or that power array is going to explode and uh, nuke the left half of your body. I mean, or that vent fan is going to turn on high and suck you away. Of course. That's speaking, speaking of the risks and dangers of base raiding, you guys have become in some parts of the world, household names. As demonstrated in Paris, um, children on the street recognized you as heroes. Are you concerned about 
young, impressionable people trying to imitate your acts? How would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they f hear about a base uh, in an old abandoned part of town. They head on down and think maybe they can get inside, get themselves superpowers. Wait, do do your elders not impart their knowledge on the youngers of your species? They do, but our youngers don't always listen. <laughs> ah, well, that hardly seems like our fault. So you don't think you bear responsibility for if children try to imitate you and follow in your image? Oh, no. If a, if a human child tried to follow in my image, <laughs> molecular disintegration would be very uncomfortable. Right, of course. So you don't <laughs> consider yourselves role models? You don't feel a moral obligation? <sighs> oh. really occurred. I try not to think in terms of moral absolutes. Your species exercises its God-given gift of free will. I had to fight for that. I understand what it's worth. So I say, if any young kids take it upon themselves to go into a base, well, that's just their free choice. They're doing the Lord's work. Um, Yuri kind of like shifts uncomfortably in this exchange uh, and kind of looks down a bit. Uh, she looks backwards um, and then she says, we've turned the cameras off for a moment. Do you guys need a breather? No. No, two of us don't breathe. No, <laughs> no you breathe now. I do. Sometimes. Emriel breathes. Does Emriel breathe? I guess so. Emriel breathes. Emriel doesn't have anything that's like non-human biology. Right? Yeah. Only one does, of us doesn't breathe. Does not yeah. have that trapping. You went back and joined the breathing club. Yeah, like <laughs> a chump. Loser. <laughs> Alright, well if you guys are willing to continue um, I, can, I can think of a few more things that might be worth mentioning Sure uh, Yeah, so. next we'll push on uh, So What are your thoughts on uh, What's happening on the uh, Main island at the moment With the true survivors refusing to partake In this race I had not heard Oh wow Really? Did, had the other, uh, you, the rest of you heard about this? We had not. Oh, okay. Um, well, the true survivors are said that, uh, released a statement earlier today that they would not be partaking in this race. They felt that it was in poor taste to profit on the potential destruction of uh, people's homes. Uh, and so they were going to be uh, assisting in the uh, in the um, what is the word not evacuation recovery no in the in the efforts uh, to minimize the damage of the hurricane to uh, civilians <laughs> uh, 
how, what are your thoughts on the, uh, on them taking this stance? It's interesting. It's fair. And uh, I don't blame them for the decision. I think it's a reasonable one in the in the circumstances of their of their choice. Do you think you might be... Would you consider doing something similar? Considering your actions in Paris, you acted as heroes, saved the city. Granted, some have argued you caused the problem in the first place. (laughs) They want us to stop the hurricane? I, I don't no. think anybody's expecting you to do that. Um, that no, might be good. beyond even your power. I have tried many, many times to kill a storm, and it is not easy. Interesting choice of phrase, Greg. Why, why would you put it that way, kill a storm? Oh, why? on my planets, storms are sentient. They are apex predators that hunt my people. Wow, that's pretty... That's a big bombshell to drop. Uh, do they... How, how does a storm hunt? Uh, they are sentient. It's, uh, it is part of their nature. The, the hunter storms are the, the largest. Uh, they travel much like your hurricanes, although they are significantly smaller. Uh, and they blow across the... the Plains of our world, searching for uh, my kind and other smaller gaseous life forms, and when they find them, they suck them up in their winds and tear them apart at a molecular level and add their atoms to the body of the storm. We shall add your distinctiveness to our own. Yes, yes. So, some, of, most of them uh, are very territorial and eventually will kill one another. But there is one storm that has been raging on my planet for a thousand years. Wow. Still. It is nothing compared to this storm that is bearing down on us now. Wow. There are also trapped tornadoes and pack devils, but those are smaller. Wow. Do your people have a name for this uh, archetypal storm, this ancient beast? Uh, The closest translation would just be death. Uh, None survive it. It... It's harder to pronounce in my language. We don't usually verbalize things. But when we do, uh, it sounds more like... Of course, being gaseous. Which which I understand is harder to say in your human tongue. Yes. Uh, what do you guys... Uh, maybe we'll change a bit of tact here. Um, what do you guys think of the events going on uh, down in... Uh, South Africa uh, lately with regards to amateur uh, base raiding. Are we familiar with what's going on in Africa? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It's the first we keep up with the news. I don't know. You guys have at no point in this entire campaign made an effort to keep up with the news. Nope. We've been busy. Yeah. I, I accept that. 
uh, I had not heard anything about South Africa. Right, well, perhaps for another time. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to say, perhaps, to upcoming base raiders, people that are, or even just uh, other extreme athletes like yourselves? Uh, Advice for aspiring. What one of you should say how uh, only uh, those sunglasses are the best things for extreme base rating. <laughs> only wear X-ray brand sunglasses. Uh, Greg, Greg could just say that. <laughs> it, it it might ring a little hollow coming from the creature without eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yuri says, um, "I would say live every day like it's your last, because often it is." Hmm. Never know when that lava flow is going to get you. Hmm. Right. Well, um, great. Uh, uh, we've also got uh, just, uh, just one more question, actually. This comes from our Twitter. Uh, our fans would like to know uh, what your uh, number one can't, uh, can't go, uh, can't head out without it uh, piece of base rating equipment is. I looked at Amriel. Well, aside from a case of Raider Pacific Punch, I would have to say that it's definitely these segmented eye x-ray shades. They fragment the light, keep you from getting blinded in a tough situation. Right. Amriel finger guns. (laughs) everybody's doing it Uh, and Yuri kind of like uh, wordlessly like stands up and like pushes the chair out um, and says uh, will that be all yeah we've got what we needed thanks thanks for taking the time uh, guys Uh, and remember if any of your listeners or viewers uh, know of any weapons that can destroy a species, I am in the market. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, uh, yeah, of course. We'll see what we can do. Thank you. Jesus. Um, and Yuri kind of, uh, I would say surly, sort of like walks out. Um, just before, uh, yeah, so Yuri walks out. Um, once Yuri leaves, um, she the reporter grabs you, uh, Amriel, and says, um, "Did I say something to offend uh, Yuri? He seemed a bit standoffish." Um, I don't know. Usually, he's. Do, do I know much of Yuri's backstory out of character? I don't think, um, you know I don't think really. I, I don't think even... I don't think Yuri's ever really talked about how he died. Yeah. Um, and I think personally no. he doesn't like specifically remember... He remembers what he did, but I don't think he exactly remembers who he was. 
but he okay. recognizes people and stuff. Like he remembers things about other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think like uh, yeah. it's like a life about. somebody else lived, and you yeah remember. And he kind of spends the whole time being super actiony and ignoring it. Right. Um, in that case, Amriel is going to say, it, you know, since she doesn't know much, but she does know, you know, that he gets this way sometimes, um, and has maybe managed to put some of it together. Mm-hmm. He kind of gets that way when something reminds him of his previous life, I guess you could put it. Oh, wow. Okay. Who was he in his previous life? Damned if I know. Well, apologize for him if I upset... Uh, apologize to him for me, for me if um, if he says that I upset him. I, that was my intention. Um, she finishes packing up everything. Right, I'll pass that along. I'm sure you didn't, though. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's a big boy. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so, Yuri, where do your... Do you guys actually, rather than say it mm. that way, do you guys go find wherever Yuri went, or do you leave him? Um, yeah, i go find him. All right. Amriel will, too. All right, He's so where do, they, where do they find you, Yuri? Um... Oh, see, I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if I think because I don't know exactly where um, on the ship we have our stuff. Mm. Um, I think Yuri needs to get some air. Okay. So they they find him. Um, I think sitting on deck with his feet dangling off the edge of like the helipad or something. They do have on aircraft carriers. There's a they on the deck, just below the flight deck. There are balcony yep. things. Yeah. So you could go to one of those if you wanted. I, I just like go out to an exterior door, yeah. and then go and like hang my feet over the over the precipice of the roiling o- ocean. Cool. In this torrential rain and wind. <laughs> yeah. There's a. <laughs> I mean, because you're on the like edge of the hurricane at the moment like yeah the extreme edge it's just like a so, very it's just like a very like a, rainy yeah it's a very bad storm but it's not life threatening yet yeah <laughs> it's not like lift give us up it, and throw us over give it an hour um so yeah they find you sitting there your flesh sack dangling over the edge <laughs> you little motivator pistons of meat. <laughs> Motivator pistons of meat. Wow. That's the nickname for my penis. Oh! That was the nickname of my high school metal band. <laughs> Motivator pistons of meat? Yeah. Uh, disgusting. So, he st- he's looks, you know, melancholy, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not border collie. Hey, oh. are you all right, Yuri? Um, 
I, I look up and uh, sorry, you don't you don't need to have come out here, Greg. It's it's fine. As long as I angle oh, yeah. myself this way, I can't see the impending death looming over us. <laughs> sure. All right. You seemed a bit agitated before. Everything all right? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll need to... Um, I didn't do the good the cross-promotion we meant to. Thanks for picking up the... Picking up the slack on that one, Greg. Nope. That um, was uh, Amriel. Well, Greg just said it, didn't he? As well. Oh, I said it out of character. Oh, I had that awkward silence. Oh, right. I was just kind of saying um, someone should. Right, yes. So, Amriel. Hey, I'm a um, demon. I can get away with being a shill. <laughs> <laughs> They're all pretty much shills. Uh, Three yeah, is no, an I... important sin. True. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean to be rude to her either. Um, I hope that interview turned out okay. But uh, no, she just. Um, I knew her once. Ah. And you didn't say anything. Well, I um. I don't know, it's that awkward thing of, um, you met someone before, but you're not, they don't seem to remember you. Well, I'm sure when you met her before, you weren't Hitler. (laughs) 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 No, sure, I, um, that's true. But, you know, it's, I forget, it's hard sometimes, you know, like I forget that. I'm still me, and in, I can't see myself from the outside, and I kind of forget that my body just looks isn't like recognizable Hitler. to anyone. Mm. Well, I don't look like Hitler anymore. That's I true. I got rid of that face. Don't think Hitler ever had these guns. <laughs> and I like flex. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler had lots of weapons, but he never had these guns. <laughs> these guns could have won in the war. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, freak, I guess I just freaked out. It's kind of weird. Because I didn't see that many people from... Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really remember them until I see them. I think she, uh, yeah, she used to be a reporter back, uh, I don't know, my first life. Was she important? Uh, no, she was just someone around, you know, like, but, um, have you ever tried to track down any of your loved ones? Mm. I don't really well that's the thing I don't um, I don't remember who they were because I I have an easier time recognizing the people I knew than remembering who I was if you like I could do some research into them or into 
you, I suppose. I... Maybe. Uh, Perhaps there's someone thanks. out there worth remembering. That's that's a good point, Greg. I um. Let me let me think about it. I um. Oh, very well. I appreciate the thought. I just think it's it's you should take advantage of your individuality while you have it. When I return home, <laughs> I plan on rejoining what? the cloud, and I will cease to exist. Yeah. It will be wonderful. And hey, you know, you need other connections. Existence is pain for me, Seeks, Jerry. <laughs> I've been alive for two whole days. No one That's an eternity in me, time. <laughs> no one cares, old man. <laughs> Those are your problems, old man. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, Yuri, um, you need other connections in this life besides a demon shill and a fart cloud. That's why I hang out with Alexandra all the time. Maybe you could make a hot reporter girlfriend. She's actually not that hot. She's pretty mild, but you know. <laughs> I mean, hey, but for Hitler. <laughs> I was a robot. Hitler was a bit of a fox, by which I mean he was wow. That is a sentence I never expected to hear. <laughs> um, also, I mean, I'm mentally 40, and I don't... I was a robot. I'm not... I'm not saying I'm... I'm, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not saying my taste is purely in aesthetic. It's true. But, uh... uh yeah, look. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I'll, um... We'll see about it. Let's let's get back inside. Let's get out of this. Oh, thank brain. goodness! <laughs> I have been terrified this entire time. <laughs> you didn't notice, but I I stopped I stopped doing my endothermic reactions. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, look down, and there's just an elaborate pattern etched into the deck. <laughs> <laughs> There's this fractal him. burned into the pe- into the deck. Yeah, that's what Greg does when he's scared. Romanesco. You head inside. Um, somebody, after a while of wandering the corridors, somebody says, uh, s- s- looks over to you and says, uh, "Aren't you guys meant to be in your uh, in your?" Um, Sort of like is searching for a word, and we're like, "Oh, uh, car, car surgery." It's not a yeah, car. Yeah, yes. Surgery. Where is that? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, head straight until you can't go straight anymore, and uh, then I say, should, "What? What language?" I'm going to say to him in whatever language the he's speaking English before. at the moment. He was having trouble. I know, but it's obviously not. All right. I'm going to say in the Sri Lankan language. Tamil. Yeah, do you know the directions? Uh, so he says to you in Tamil, go straight until you can't go straight anymore, and there will be a ladder, and you go down two levels, and then on that level, you should find where you need to be. Yeah, thank you. I relay the information. All right. 
On another note entirely, did anyone else feel like a complete idiot when she started asking all those topical questions? Like, what the hell's been going on in South Africa? Oh, yeah. Uh, can I research what's, what the hell's been going on in South Africa? You can research the shit out of that. Do I have to roll, um, or can I just, like, type South Africa into Google? Actually, yeah, you can probably just type South <laughs> Africa into Google. So, um, you type South Africa plus base rating, and, like, yep. a bunch of articles come up, and there's a few things about um, teenagers. Um, do you want to follow that rabbit hole? Uh, yeah, let's see where that hole goes. You add... So now it's base raiders plus South Africa plus teenagers. Um, once I add once I add pictures, then I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, you know, international waters. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you downloaded it to the cloud. It <laughs> get it? Because he's a cloud. Oh, cloud computing. Anyway. <laughs> so what's been happening in South Africa is that there has been over the last few years since the since Ragnarok oh boy that was real close uh, <laughs> almost had you there Raymond I had to fucking pause and think about it since Ragnarok there has been um, the base rating culture in South Africa has been focused on um, like you had your normal base rating stuff, but then it sort of started to become this thing where people would go into bases and they'd bring everything back, but they were looking for, um, superpowers that were easy to take. So like boost patches would be great for this, but anything you can inject, inhale, eat, chew, stick up your butt or graft onto mm -hmm. your chest. That would, give you, powers. That, that would give you superpowers. That's what they were into. Especially things that were short-term and ephemeral. They were going crazy for that stuff. And it became this sort of teen, um, teen young person counterculture movement of like DIY transhumanism. It was all about transgressing um, traditional barriers and of race and gender and sexuality. You know, what is power? What is a superpower really? Uh, and like, what is evolution and how can we take the reins of our genetic and technological destiny? Um, kind of, except less a corporation exploiting children. E. Okay. But yes, yeah, similar to that. So it's, yeah, it's like, and it's, it's got a focus on the poor. No one was really selling these things for a profit. It was like selling it for cost, if not just giving it away. Um, and it recently came to a head when the South African government sent a bunch of um, basically police soldiers into one of their warehouse gatherings uh, and a confrontation uh, ensued that resulted in the death of over 200 police officers and 100 children. Oh. Uh, as the superpowered teens were like, fuck you, man, you can't take away our destiny. You've destroyed Great. our future. We'll end your lives. Um, they felt like they'd been pushed into a corner 
Uh, and so then there was a, you know, they used it as an excuse to crack down harder. And now there's like riots in the streets, both peaceful and non-peaceful um, protests, people fighting against um, fighting against this new wave of oppression. And there's people, you know, saying saying pretty radical things like uh, no second apartheid and shit like that. Ah. You know, they don't want it. They, they, you know, claiming that the establishment wants to make people um, with vision of the future and a grip on their genetic destiny, second-class citizens, uh, while the weak and the, the weak, rich fat cats uh, get to have all the uh, political power. Uh, and it's getting pretty heated. I, I relay all this information to them. Hmm. Well, I gave her a couple of good sound bites, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the plus side, it's not our fault. No, it's definitely not. No. Have you heard from uh, Remington? I have not. I was surprised to hear that they weren't in the race. Yeah. I did not want to say anything during the interview, but do you think it's possible that they are still recovering from the betrayal by the Valkyrs? I don't know. They all had a pretty rough time of it last time. Are the Valkyrs here? Out of character. You haven't seen them, but it wouldn't take much to check the ship. (sighs) TKS Um, is, like, doing a live stream thing at the moment. Um, Other people are, like, vine... Well, not vining. They wouldn't be vining, would they? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're snapchatting or instagram storying yeah whatever they're, it's called. they're insta storying um yep. uh you know stuff around the place so it'd be pretty easy to check if they were here would you like to do that yeah okay you find an instagram story um it just says holy fuck uh, holy fuck, um, Valky has taken it to the next level, uh, and then, like, the, there's an expanded description in the comments where it's like, um, fuck, man, if the US was on edge because of our fucking aircraft carrier, this is not gonna make things better, and the video is a diesel military submarine uh, breaching the surface about a hundred meters from oh. the uh, DVS Raider uh, Raiders Revenge, uh, and it's hmm. like black with like these aggressive red World War Two like fighter bomber art. Yeah, uh, on it as well as like um, Celtic knotwork and. Um, Viking uh, runic stuff and uh, 
and uh, geometric patterns. Uh, That's going to play well. Yeah. It's diesel, though. It's not nuclear, so it's fine. Oh, yeah, sure. That's, yeah. That's going to be great. I have to breach the surface occasionally to uh, charge the batteries, so that's... Yeah. yeah. I guess that's a plus. Unless they've rated some kind of super battery, which, what are the odds of that? They can probably also travel faster than you. Yeah. But we do it with more style. It's true, you got a, like, spy car now. Yep. I built a spy car out of a box of scraps in a cave. I bought a submarine. <laughs> um... We do it with more style for some certain definitions of, uh, of style. <laughs> for what various stuff. What do you guys do for like the next 18 hours until the race starts? Because I think we should do the race now. Uh, yeah. Cower? Yep. Um, I am going to text Alex and, and see what's up. Um, it takes a like hour or so before you get enough like a uh, consistent enough reception that the message actually goes through like it's just every like five minutes or so you check it and press resend okay um and then you finally get reception um and pretty soon after you get uh, uh somebody runs up to you um and says something to you in um greek Actually, you would recognize that it's Greek. You wouldn't be able to speak it, but you'd recognize the way it sounds because, you know, you've probably visited ancient Greece. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say I don't speak Greek. Uh, and he makes a, like a telephone hand shape and then points down the hallway. All right. Uh, thank you. All right. Give him a thumbs up. I take the uh, I take the segmented uh, glasses uh, shades monstrosities off my face and I give them to him. He like is very grateful. He's like, oh, yeah. He says something. He seems real real keen and shakes your I'll hand. Bet, I'll bet they're probably like five hundred dollars sunglasses. Yeah, probably. They probably cost like ten bucks to make. Um, yeah. So I will. I will uh, go to the telephone. Cool. Uh, you enter a room and there's um, a bunch of like radio equipment and stuff and three telephones like sort of like anchored into a console uh, and somebody hands you uh, one and says, uh, call from mainland. Um, all right, I will... Hello? Uh, you hear, like, a wind in the background. It's like, uh, Amriel, is that you? Yeah. Yeah, it's Alex. Alexandra, is that... Yeah, yeah, uh, what's, what's, what's going on? That's what I was going to ask you. Um, all of a sudden I hear that, uh, true survivors are sitting this one out. What's going on? We... We decided as a team that it would be our time would be better spent helping these people. 
No bullshit? No, yeah, that's the real reason. Vic's not happy, but we told him that we weren't going to just let a natural disaster roll over these people when we could do something to help, you know? Can I make an empathy check to Go see if... Okay. Let's see. Um, all right. Uh, well, that puts me at... That puts me at zero. Um, so I'm going to spend a fate point to re-roll that. Minus two. Yeah. And I'm going to say that as... Um, Older, as a demon who is older than Methuselah, literally, um, I have been around the block with more than a few people, so I can tell when they're lying or All if right. they're lying. I, allow, I will allow this re-roll, my friend. Um, and that one is much better. I'm at plus three. Yes, yeah, she's not lying. Uh, Vic is pissed, but accepted that everybody wanted to was feeling yeah probably they were emotionally drained from three three losses and a partial like well, and, 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 almost, and everyone and almost, everyone almost EPK. dying yeah um and like they're like man we have an opportunity to do some good here we don't need the money let's take let's you know let's lose let's uh let's let's do the feel good job instead all right. Well, if you uh, if you need anything, you know how to get in touch. Look, I I think uh, you're going to be needing my help, and also there's not going to be a way for us to communicate once you head into that storm. Having a hard enough time calling your cell phone now. I had to get in contact with the ship directly. Well, I'll see. Uh, I'll see if I can uh, raid something that will help on that front. I don't know what what I'm likely to find in a hot lab, but you never know. Hey, look, be careful out there. You know, I've been. I've heard that that base is owned by the ideal, or was. Obviously, they're all gone now, but like. If they built it, when you go up against something that was owned collectively by the ideal, it tends to be heavily fortified. Like, serious shit. This is going to be hard. The storm, the hurricane will be a piece of cake. Compared to where you're going. Alright, I will. I'll be careful. Measure twice, cut once. Wise words. Well, you know. You, uh, I heard that on this earth, Jesus was a carpenter. Why? What was he on the earth where you came from? Uh, he was a naval commander of a thousand ships. <laughs> ah! Oh, that's, that's good. That's I was, was kind of hoping you were going to say haberdasher. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking about how um, how Jesus Christ doesn't fulfill a bunch of the prophecies. Okay. Of of the Messiah. 
Like his name is not Emmanuel, and he was not commander of a uh, army of a thousand ships. Now I'm now I'm just picturing uh, medieval icons with uh, Je- of of Jesus, and he, instead of a halo, he's just got a hat. Because <laughs> he's a haberdasher. Very nice hat. He's that's, a haberdasher. That, that's the other earth. That's the earth that. Uh... Yeah, that's a different Earth. That's Earth three. We don't I imagine. I imagine that true survivors Earth Christianity had some nice nautical themes, though, because you know, maybe they yeah. did a lot more exploring early on too, because of you know naval expedition. They might have been even more militant though, because Jesus was a commander. Well, maybe it was a fishing fleet. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, um, Amiel... Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade a lot different, too. That's the couple <laughs> commander of a thousand ships. Yeah, that looks like the, that looks like the cup <laughs> of a fisherman. <laughs> it's like a hollowed-out walrus tusk. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Other than pearls. Yeah, pearl would probably have more interesting significance to Christianity than gold would. The penitent man swims. The penitent man swims. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, listeners. I think that's a reasonable diversion, don't you, Yodel? That's true. Uh, so, oh, was Yodel listening? Yes, uh, Magpie hype, Romanesco, uh, and then oh, Ragnarok has an umlaut. I only recently realized, and it changes everything. Yeah, Yodel tweeted that at us. I don't know how that would sound in Swedish, though, Yaddle. Who knows? Anyway, now we're diverging. Yeah. Um, uh, so Amriel says to um, Alexandra, well, you know, you you save some orphans for me or something. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, don't die. I'll do my best. Cool. And then she hangs up. Amriel also hangs up. And then she says, Fuck! And then she just walks out, storms off. Ah. Uh, no, storms on. Storms on. Um, Alright, what are the other two doing? Cowering. Um. Right, Greg's <laughs> cowering. As Gre- actually, Greg Greg is modifying his his carrying tube to make sure it has a waterproof seal. All right. Do probably already does. What you know, re- ver- uh, consuming uh, all the media you can t- that tells you about storms. Oh my oh. God, storms here have full of lightning. <laughs> These are the most terrifying things in the universe. This is the worst day. Hurricanes don't normally have storms. Oh god, they do it in the eye of the storm. (laughs) Thank god these aren't intelligent. They'd be the most fearsome creatures in the universe. Uh, Um, I think... uh, uh, Yuri actually... um, in the adjacent couple of hours sort of thing, 
actually goes and um, does a little bit of Googling himself, and he just looks up the, like, fatal crashes of the endurance race history. Okay. And finds the one of the year that he he died. Um, and essentially the account of his um, his death. You actually um, find a um, video from the same race, um, same enduro race a couple of days, uh, maybe a, the next day. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is the woman that just interviewed you saying, uh, ev- everybody here is um, deeply saddened uh, by what, hang on, your name is in this folder over here. Everyone is deeply sa- saddened by what happened to Katsu. Uh, and and we we're we're really hoping uh, that his navigator pulls through. Um, and I yeah I check that and I find yeah my my um, original name and then I um, like pull out a note and then like jot something down and like uh, you see Yuri sort of. Um, uh, going back past that press room mm-hmm. and he just sort of like ducks his head in the door and then like whispers to like talks quietly to one of the people one of the sort of uh, like other people just like standing nearby the doorway mm-hmm. um, and he hands them the note and then they sort of look up and around and find that they see that woman on the other side of the room mm-hmm. and they approach her and hand her the note and uh, you see her, her open it up and it says um uh, uh, I'd like to speak to you one-on-one, uh, give you a better interview, uh, after the next race. And then it's signed, uh, Katsu. She, well, Yuri doesn't stick around to see what she does, does he? No. I feel like she might, she like looks up from the note just in time to like see Yuri. Yeah. Like passing out the doorway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, and then we go about prepping the car, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, are there, is there any special equipment that you're getting? Well, I used my ability last time to make it a sub. Yes. Um, you dealt with yeah. You gave it the aspect submarine, basically. Right. There was two aspects. Yeah. 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 We you decided it. on one, and you didn't decide on the other yet. I remember because the submarine aspect yeah. covered the how are we going to make it waterproof and what propulsion system are we going to give it thing. Right. Uh, yeah. So what else do we want to have said that we gave it? Um, I mean, we can maybe give it a better propulsion system, like spend the other points saying, you know, we upgrade, instead of just a standard, we propulsion system, you know, supercharged engines or whatever. So it's, so what's the submarine aspect? Did we give it a name? Um, I can't, I thought I wrote it down, but I can't find it now. Um. It's not on any of my stuff, so. Uh, I think we said it was something pretty plain where it was just like 
Um, it was like submersible car. Oh yeah, submersible might be car, yeah. Submersible car. So you could give you could give it to cover like it having a faster engine or something. It could be like um, you could have um, you could have um, high powered whisper drive. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm cool or do we want like some sort of? Sonar system thing that will let us. That's right. We wanted something to so see. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Or did we cover that? You didn't cover how you'd be able to see because submersible car yeah. covered. It's it was not like sealing sink, it, and... and it's not gonna. And it will be able to move underwater. Right. Yeah. But otherwise, so maybe, it's um, like yeah. a car, so like you could see out the front window. So maybe yeah. uh, the second aspect could be like advanced sensor package. So that could give us yeah. like sonar and bright lights and other advanced sensor package <laughs> stuff. Bright lights. <laughs> Put a big spotlight <laughs> on the front of the thing. <laughs> I got us a whole bunch of advanced tech. Just plug in a big old LED bulb. <laughs> got a crossbow that fires glow sticks. <laughs> there we go. It used to just be a bow and arrow. Just to be just a regular bow, now it's a crossbow. I have upgraded. <laughs> it is the pe- pinnacle of Mongol technology. <laughs> uh, we could say like deep sea sensors. Mm-hmm. Okay, that works. Because then, if it's that, you can specifically invoke it to counteract, like, oh, there's strange tectonic interference from being down in this deep ocean crevice. Like, mm. deep sea sensors, Raymond. Like, fuck. <laughs> We thought of that too. Foiled again. In my own hypothetical, none the uh, even. <laughs> Heads up, guys! There might be strange tectonic interference. <laughs> oh no! I have much worse planned for y'all. I've got a feeling. Especially Greg. Did you not hear the part oh. where I talked about how the eye of the storm is full of lightning in Category Fives? Yeah, I did. It's the only time that a hurricane has lightning, in fact. Oh, good. Wow. They must feel so freaking special. Mm-hmm. Stupid Category 5s. It can sometimes happen in Category 4s, but it's normally, it's most documented in Category 5s. They are, like, the scariest things imaginable. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, so but that that was that was pre- that's uh, sensor package was previously done. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah. I mean, you can't use your crafty thing to add more because that's yeah. what you used. But there might well, be I mean, I other things. I could roll. I just can't use that ability to. Yeah, add indeed. To it. Um, um, so I think so with just a roll, you can just make mundane things. Uh, I think I can make things at. I think at the level of my workshop or below. Okay. Let me double check. That's the wrong folder. Sorry, when I say mundane, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, it has to be... You can't make a super-powered car, for example. Uh, I think I could. It would just take a long time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That that makes more sense. It's a time... A function of time. Uh, so, I'm trying to avoid giving you a suggestion of things you might need 
because it defeats the whole purposes of, purpose of me asking you if there's a thing that you want to take. And I am trying not to lead you. Okay, so just, just so uh, we know, if the skill is at the extraordinary tier or above, which mine is, um, it could be used along with a sufficient, sufficient workspace to craft works of the same power tier. The character must pay fate points uh, equal to the power tier's refresh costs. One for extraordinary, two for superhuman, and so on. In addition to whatever fate points the character might spend on invoking aspects as part of the crafting process. Right. Cool. So I could just roll, but I'd have to pay fate points for it still. Yeah, indeed. Um, meh, I say we take this risk. All right. Yeah, yeah no, we haven't thought of uh, it. We haven't thought, sir. Unless, unless we want to upgrade the engine. That's the only thing I'm thinking, so that we could go faster than whatever we're going now. Right. I mean, the Valkyrs have a legit sub, and knowing yeah. TKS, I'm sure they have some kind of a, a gadget or... You can go over to TKS's yeah. workspace. You guys are like chummy. In fact, you guys have entered into a business array like partnership together. Oh yeah. Um, but I guess I mean we don't have to be the first ones to get to the base every time. Well, we weren't last time, and we didn't half the parish. Was- <laughs> True. Right. We don't want to unleash some kind of alien plague. Yeah. I mean, I suppose in this case it might be beneficial to... Although, do we really want the Valkyrs to be the first ones into the base full of horrible and terrible diseases? Mm. Um. They did just steal some sort of genetic thing from the UFO. And their uh, leader tried to kill me just to say that she killed a demon. Or tried to fight me anyway. Yeah, I think we should try to beat them there. As um, actually, while we're all sort of hanging around, I would like uh, Yuri would like to bring up. Um, actually, I thought maybe uh, it'd be worth talking. The true survivors are opting out of this. Um, I don't know if either of you guys had considered doing the same. Oh, every moment. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we wouldn't be opting out of the hurricane. We'd be, we'd be helping people out of the hurricane. But I mean that that we could not do this race and help the true survivors. Uh, well, did you speak to your friend, Amriel? I did. Did she tell you? They all seem a little bit worse for wear. Um, I think they needed the break, and they saw a chance. And they figured they might as well do some good while they're taking a break. I I don't think that their break, uh, or their stated reason for not participating in this race is necessarily the real reason. And Doesn't mean it's not a good one. Yes, well, but as I said, if we're if you're concerned about saving lives, 
I think it might be wise to keep the super viruses out of the hands of the Valkyrs. Yeah. They the did Valkyrs have connections. The Valkyrs do seem most interested in biotech stuff. Yeah. Yep, fair. Alright. I was just making sure we're all good on that. Do, do not <laughs> do not uh, misconstrue my uh, th- my attempt here for uh, a, a want to go out into the storm. I would gladly go <laughs> hide under the largest rock I could find, but we I go where the team goes. And yep. the team is heading into the heart of the most terrifying and deadly thing I have ever seen. But, you know, whatever. As the humans Bye. say. <laughs> Can I try to upgrade our engines if I make a roll for that? Um, sure. Alright. It's going to be my super science. Uh, that puts me at plus three, but I'm going to invoke uh, smartest cloud in the room to bring that up to a plus five. You look around the room. <laughs> no other clouds. No other clouds. All right. However, stands. You do start to hear the bow. Uh, the uh, the molecule uh, curdling sound of uh, multiple hundred kilometer uh, per hour winds mm-hmm. uh, rushing past the ship. Oh shit, the hurricane's composing a symphony. Uh, the symphony of death. What's your planet called, Greg? Uh, my planet is, I have it written down here, uh, Resendi 6. The Phantom of Resendi 6 is here. Inside the storm. Not really. Yeah. But maybe. I shall brave this storm for all the gestalts that were summoned, that were consumed by hunter storms on my world. From Rescindy Six's heart, I stab at thee. <laughs> By Grabthor's hammer, I shall avenge you. Yes! Isn't it Grabthar? I mean, it doesn't really Is matter. It? I think it's Grabthar. Yeah. Alright. Uh, okay, so I have just. So the engines go faster, so we can what hopefully. What kind of beat. engine does your car have for underwater? It's a very good question. Well, weren't we making it um, like battery? Weren't we like hooking up it with a big giant superpower battery thing? Yeah, okay. That doesn't change... That doesn't answer my question. By what means do you impart mechanical energy to the water around you to propel your Uh, vehicle forward? Um, we could have a propeller. We could just like suck in water and shoot it out back. Yeah. Uh, get a big um, yeah, water jet. Yeah. Oh, it's your car. I'll leave it up to you. 
water jet sounds kind of cool. It does. Uh, water jet, then? Yeah, we'll go with water jet. Yeah, cool. So I say it's got like a water jet, like, um, kind of running like under the under the car, I guess. So like the intake is all through the grill. Yeah. And then it like shoots just, it out the back. To be honest, I'd probably like giant rig the exhaust system into some yeah. weird jet. That's There's like we just have a giant exhaust exhaust. pipes coming out the back now. <laughs> yeah. Hydrojet. Um, because if it's a multiple exhaust car, then you also rather than happening to rather than having like a crude rudder on your jet, you just have you just turn off the jets on one side of the car to turn. <sighs> yeah. Mm. And I think that maybe we hard, but yeah, we like roughly well, swap think... out the tires for just like big clamps on the on the telescopic legs. Big clamps. Uh, okay, yeah, I follow. Uh, yeah, oh, so just, we like, can manipulate things. Grab yeah. claws. Yeah. And, as you're, uh, so just, as like, you're altering that, rudders. once you're done altering that, an engineer comes over and is like. Weren't you guys gonna go off the flight deck? Yep. We'll crawl. Will it crawl? We'll leap. <laughs> Just All right. leap off the flight deck. Um, and he starts like organ, like you see them pushing some stuff out of the way. Uh, they as they realize they're gonna have to take you up on one of the lifts that is closest to the edge because you're probably not gonna try and run up the ski jump. No. You probably just want to sort of hop off the side of the bus. Uh, I figure that cr uh, the submarine car aspect probably included some sort of ballast. Yeah, indeed. So we could at least like angle ourselves down when we start to. Do the that. boot is the boot is empty. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just the ballast now. Fill up the trunk with water and yeah. Yeah. You made them both sealed compartments. All right, cool. Well, sounds like you guys are ready to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yes, sir. It gets closer to the time, uh, the race uh, go time, uh, and some people come over to you like, all right, so you guys better hop in your vehicle, double check that you've got everything you need, uh, and then uh, we're going to raise you up onto the platform. You'll be ready to go. Uh, just a warning, you're going to be anchored to the deck uh, until uh, 10 seconds before the race starts because you may have noticed the ship lists to one side uh, that it's getting pretty choppy out there so you know take your seasickness pills get ready to see Carrot uh, out of character is this gonna do I this is going to be one of those races where we have to go in a random direction for a minute and then turn around, or are they just all letting us go straight to where we think we're going? Um, so what's happening is the ship is driving around the outer edge of the hurricane mm -hmm. uh, and is just going to let you all... is going to let the three of you just go uh, at 60-second um, at, uh, intervals. Uh, oh, okay. They're gonna let the they're gonna let TKS go first, then the Valkyries, then you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
so you know gets closer and they start uh, ratcheting uh, you up on the deck um, on the radio you hear uh, this is TKS calling ethereals TKS calling ethereals oh, I pick up yep TKS what's up I uh, just wanted to uh, let you guys uh, know that we're rooting for you. Uh, obviously, we want to get to the base too, but uh, you know, be safe out there and uh, hope you pull through. Uh, obviously, we want. Is this to an open channel or is it just like them to us? Uh, it's the channel designated for communicating with you, just like there is a channel designated for communicating with uh, TKS and so on. Uh, so they have okay. their own bands. Um, There's a general emergency band, but it's so that the race. Uh, organizers can send a message to you specifically, and right. chances are that the other teams won't be listening. So, Valkyrs are most likely not listening to this channel. They probably wouldn't care, but they could be. They are the most well-funded team. Uh, I'm, go I'm going to... Um, I'm, Greg is going to respond. Thank you. And regardless of which of us makes it there first... I believe it is important to make sure that the Valkyrs do not gain access to the technology in this base. Oh, yeah? They stole something from the base in Paris, despite the regulations. I have a feeling that they will do whatever it takes to get to the biotechnology housed here, which could be quite dangerous. Well, we got something planned for them, uh, you know. Uh, they're running diesel-powered submarine, which means they have to come to the surface sometime. Hmm. We, uh... We have something in mind. I'll leave you to it, then. Um, you, uh, get raised up to the platform, um, and, uh... If you want, Greg, there are video cameras all over the ship, so you could tune to the video cameras and see what the other teams are doing. Yes, I will do that. Um, so you see off the back, um, there's a wet dock of sorts, um, and you see uh, a, um, a twin-hulled speedboat? Um, eject out of the back at high speed and then after about 100 metres it starts to rise out of the water uh, and is like aquaplane uh, not hydroplaning is it Hydro it's like kind of hydrofoil yeah. is the point yeah, yeah I know yeah um, so it's Damn. essentially flying um, and they're just fucking shooting across uh, they start like banking and doing crazy turns and like sliding drifting up waves and stuff TKS is showing off their new ride. Um, you also <laughs> notice that there's like some uh, cylinders half nested into the hull, uh, four of them, uh, with um, like uh, anime girls uh, drawn on them, holding like big guns. Of course. Uh, so, you know, that's probably the surprise that they have. <laughs> Um, after a while, uh, 60 seconds go by, and then you see the Valkyrie's sub start to sink below as it pulls away. What the fuck is that? 
video. Sorry. My fault. That's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the TK uh, Valky is uh, sub starts to pull away, peel off from the ship uh, and sink below the waves. Uh, then uh, a counter appears uh, on your little clock thing on the dashboard and starts counting down. Um, 30 seconds. Greg is cowering at the back seat of the car. Uh, Wind whipping around <laughs> the ship. <laughs> trying to, he's, he's in his happy place, which is at this point just a warm featureless void inside the gestalt that he comes from 20 think seconds of think of when you didn't exist uh 20 seconds yuri you can see the um like uh trucker straps that are ratcheted uh, around the uh the uh datsun um, holding it down, uh, like sort of uh, whipping and going between slack and taut as the car is like shifted a few centimeters on deck by the wind. Um, 15 seconds. 10 seconds. You see the straps um, like pop. Um, like small explosive charges on them have just severed them, uh, and they all pop in sequence around the car, and then it's the gust of wind blows you about a foot to the right. Five seconds. Four. Three. Two. One. Ethereals, you're clear to leave the platform. Uh, and at one, I like the the Datsun, I think, kind of like um, its legs sort of do a couple of light steps of positioning and then like pull themselves taut and then launch themselves off the edge of the ship. Like a drunky full of anticipation, it dances on its legs for a few seconds and then launches off into the water. Did yep. you say a drunkie full of anticipation? Yeah, a drunkie. It's a drone donkey. No, I, I know. That's uh, just that was a wonderful sentence. Have you never? Yeah, it's that's that's how I describe. Sometimes when the drunkie is like getting ready to walk, it does that thing. It sort of half yeah. dances. Yes, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yep. Um, someone someone just sent me a gift set on Tumblr of a bunch of drunkies dressed as reindeer pulling Santa's sleigh was nice. one of the most adorable things I've ever seen. Anyway, end of digression. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Ryan supports the enslavement of robots for menial tasks. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest... Please don't, please don't record that forever on the internet. To be honest, do so I. do I. I mean, drunkies aren't sentient. If they were, it'd be a different story. Uh, so you dive into the water uh, and you sink down sort of awkwardly at first and then the ballast starts to work properly and you drop below the waves and then all you see is you know black water because it's the middle of a storm it's not a lot of light you know you drop to a meter depth and then it's uh, pretty low visibility from there on turn on the high beams 
You're ready. I turn on the high beam. You see a few meters in front of you. And we turn on the undersea sensors. All right. So a little, uh, like, fish sonar, like fishing sonar screen uh, that has been turned up to 11. <laughs> uh, chimes. There's a, a few things around you. There's a large sound, uh, interference noise directly above. I wonder what that uh, <laughs> It has a mechanical sound to it. Uh there's all uh it's it's sort of blocking your perception of the rest of the sea around you once we get a little deeper that should clear up yeah um it's 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 hard going uh yuri it's weird trying to drive this thing you've probably never piloted a submarine before no Uh, it's not intuitive at all hmm Probably should have practiced that before we left. It also, hmm. you know that this thing is capable of going really fast, but it's the handling and turning feels slow as shit. Well, there's not too much to run into down here, so. <laughs> Point it in the right direction and go. Uh, yep. You, so, what are you doing? Um. Well, Greg, which way is the eye of the storm? Uh, well, I, I give the I give you the GPS coordinates for the base. I don't know if yep. that's necessarily at the eye right now. That is where the base is located. Let's get there then. Yes, yes, please. They kind of just point us in that direction, and then at the moment it would appear that you'd have to go through the eye of the storm to get to the base it's on the far side of the hurricane okay well, but you're underwater get... you'll be fine oh, yeah that won't theoretically matter as much although the way you said that makes me very scared <laughs> well don't worry you'll come across that bridge when you come to it uh so after about five minutes, um, you start to pick up the Valkyrie's submarine in the distance. Uh, it's uh, ahead of you. Uh, you appear to be catching up to it, though. Probably in the next hour, you'll be um, you'll be parallel to it, roughly. <laughs> um. Actually, it wouldn't even be the hour. It'd be like the next few minutes. And they're only 60 seconds ahead of you. Yeah. And their ship is not that much faster. Uh, so, yeah, probably uh, in about five minutes, you'll uh, overtake them. Right. We probably want to give them a wide berth. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably not as decommissioned as the DVS Raiders' Revenge. Yeah. We have doubts about that. (laughs) Uh, Well, on the plus side, we are a very small target for a torpedo. It's true. Torpedoes can hit other torpedoes. Yeah, well... (laughs) That's without base raider technology. I mean, torpedoes are pretty big. I gotta say. They're not 
bigger than a Datsun? They don't. They have about Some the same are. surface area as a as a, as the Datsun because they're longer than the Datsun, but they do not have as big That's a true. diameter. True. Yeah. So if they if they do try to uh, torpedo us, we're bone. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So we should stay away from them because we do not have a health system. Well, it's worth pointing out that it's the thing that gives your engine power that is loud. Your engine itself is pretty quiet. Yeah. But I mean, so, like, I wasn't sure, like, noise was too much of an issue down here. Yeah. Well, if they're using sonar, then that's how they would find us. Right, that's how they yeah. would detect us. I've seen right. Hunt for Red October and Throne of Atlantis. One ping only. Give me a ping, Mr. Vaselli. <laughs> ah, yes, comrades. It reminds me of my time in my homeland of uh, Latvia. Actually, I think he's from Lithuania. Either way, it's not a Lithuanian accent. <laughs> well, we could be stupidly daring and just try and sneak up to them and piggyback. You could. Let the, uh, let the engine idle and kill the high beams and just coast in. Well, the high <laughs> beams won't matter. They, they're, in a mil- they're in a military submarine. It's got no windows yeah, on windows. Could we latch onto their car? But then we wouldn't get there before them, which would defeat the purpose of giving us a faster engine. So latching onto them could alert them. However, they can't have more than 10 people on that ship because they only have 10 people on their team. Normally, they are only allowed to take six. But, like, as long as, you know, only six of them enter the base, there's no reason why there can't be 10 of them on the ship, which is... Amazingly understaffed, undercrewed for a military submarine. If we mm-hmm. latched onto them, what are they going to do about it? Yeah, they couldn't exactly fire a torpedo at us if we're on their hull. And then, and then once they have to surface for air, we vominos and just keep going. Yeah, this sounds like a good plan. All right. No, it sounds like an idiotic plan, but yeah. let's go for it. <laughs> what was that thing that I was saying every five minutes yesterday? It's daring. It's daring. That's our crew approach in our Blades in the Dark game. Our rep <laughs> is daring. So it's like, oh, this seems like a really bad idea, but it's daring, though. So it's like, all right, well, then I'll do it. If only we were rewarded for doing stupid shit like this. Yodel <laughs> confirms yeah. that... Uh, Sean Connery is in fact Lithuanian in uh, Hunt for Red October. (laughs) I know you were all clamoring at the bit to know. Yep. I was. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Alright, let's do that. I guess. So, Do we want to try and hide from them or should we just go in Do you want to be... Yeah, you can go for swift brazen action. And then just get in close, and then what are they going to do about it? Yeah. You're the driver. Alright, I'll do that. Alright, make me a drive check as you as you fang it. 
I was gonna say gun it, but then I'm like, well, let's let's embrace my Australianness. Um, plus three. All right. Extraordinary. Fang the shit out of it. Oh yeah, they have a they have a mundane, I guess. To this, like yeah. at, at most, it's what's the next tier up? Extraordinary. Extraordinary. At the yeah. most, it's extraordinary. Because it's, yep. it's still a fucking diesel-powered submarine. Um, uh, yeah, so you fang it up. Uh, they have to have heard you. There's no way <laughs> they can't know you're approaching. Um, and who is manning the sonar? Uh, you weren't, well, uh, Yuri's driving, so probably not him. Yep. Uh, so it's either you or me, Ryan. Um, I'll do it. All right. Uh, make me some kind of perception-y read-this-thing check. All right. Alertness, I'm at plus two. All right. Um, after a few seconds, maybe 30 seconds or so, into this high-speed latch-on maneuver. You're closing the distance, and then you realize that they have fired a torpedo. Yeah. And it is taking a long, arcing uh, route towards you. I'm going to bang it right to them. They've launched torpedoes as close to them as possible. I'm just picturing... I'm just picturing Amriel sitting in the passenger seat with the you know sonar headphones on, gla- you know, glancing down at the screen, like listening. <laughs> sounds like, <laughs> sounds like death. Yep, definitely death. Nice. It's uh, make me a, a um. Actually, do you have some kind of engineering check you could make, uh, Yuri? Uh. No. All right. So the problem is you can't go any faster than you already are. And you have no way to make it go faster without some kind of mechanical change to the vehicle. Hmm. And that torpedo is death. The torpedo is coming for you and you do not have countermeasures. That seems a bit extreme. Aren't they Aren't not like, allowed to, like, kill us? And yeah, but I guess they don't really seem to have too many qualms about that. Oh, yeah, they did it before. They um, they straight up murdered somebody and got banned for a year because it couldn't be proved that it was murder. And rather, they were like, it looks like you inadvertently allowed someone from another team to die. And all they got was a 12-month ban. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure firing a torpedo at us is pretty definitive. Um, I shout to Greg, Greg, get in the engine and make us go faster. Oh, God. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's one can, thing. Can I do that? You can do that. It will be stressful as fuck 
If there's one thing that scares Greg more than storms, it's being on the inside of a fucking combustion engine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's pistons everywhere, stuff's being ignited. I think Uh, Yuri wants you to turn yourself into nitrous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um... So... I think... Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to make a super science check. My cloud is smarter than I am as a person. All right, go for it. So, Greg would know what to do, even though Alex does not. Uh, Oh, that's two pluses. That puts me at plus six. Nice. All right, there's two things that could be done. One, you could uh, make the engine hold itself together as it uh, works harder than it's meant to. So you stop the engine's components from breaking using your molecular construction abilities so that it can work harder than it is rated to. Uh, And the other thing is make the combustion more complete and more, um, more energetic. So nitrous and molecular reinforcement are the things you should do. Can I do both? You can try. Uh, well, I got a plus six. If I spend a fate point, can I do both? Yes, but now you need to make a crafting check to execute your plan. Uh, I'll give you a plus one going forward. Okay, so let me roll before I spend that fate point then. Uh, so which one are you doing first? Uh, I'm going to do... I'll do holding the engine together first. Okay. Uh, so right now I am at plus three. All right, uh, and I will, uh, I will invoke smartest cloud in the room, unless this is still the same scene as before. But I don't think so. It's not. Uh, yeah, so that will put me at plus five for that. For holding right, so the together. You sort of go through the air conditioner, and you're now in the uh, engine compartment, and uh, you're on the outside of the engine, and you're sort of just wrapping around it. Like a sweet, sweet candy floss. Ah! And you start, like, secreting yourself into all the non-made-of-fire parts of the engine. uh, And uh, weeding, uh, and, um, not weeding, um, wriggling your way into the little molecular bonds between all those bits of steel. Yep. Uh, What do you do next? Uh, so I'm going to hold everything tight, and then I'm going to, uh, add a catalyst to the, the fuel that we're burning mm-hmm. to make it burn more efficiently. So I'm like, I'm going to change part of it into something else that will start like a chain reaction that... A little bit of thing. you, uh, a little bit of you pushes into the fuel line and you start changing the fuel as it's coming through it. Yeah. Make your roll. Uh, so that's plus four. Nice. So the fuel starts to change, and you can feel the molecules in it rearranging, and you're pulling parts of it out, and you're taking little bits of the uh, rubber fuel line out and adding it in uh, as your as the molecular bonds between the um, steel uh, molecules start strengthening, uh, and this is no longer steel, but some other element. Well, not element, but some Unobtainium? other. Unobtainium. Yeah. It's unobtainium now. 
Apparently, yeah. Sure, why not? Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Yuri, you feel the engine start rattling less, uh, mm-hmm. but you can feel the engine pushing harder. Like, so it's not burning a liquid fuel, it's burning a gas. Um, yep. And uh, there's a, you can feel the torrent of water pushing out the back. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you start accelerating uh, yep. immensely. Uh, Greg, you feel the thing is. You feel the pistons um, starting to like mix, uh, slip out of alignment, um, ah. so they're not f- timing properly as they are overworking, um, and they're like half grinding against the edges of the uh, the piston heads are grinding against the piston sleeves, and if it weren't for you, they'd be shearing themselves apart. Um, you need to fix the timing. Okay, is that another check? Uh, yes. I feel like this this would be the scene uh, for Greg, like Steve Rogers in Civil War, where he grabs the helicopter and just flexes his muscles to hold it in place. <laughs> That's it's, what Greg's doing, except he's a cloud, so it's not nearly it's, as attractive. It's also kind of like, from Greg's perspective, it's like you're um, exploring the engine in Galaxy Quest, yeah. Weaver's <laughs> like, why is this here? <laughs> why would humans put so many death traps inside their engines? <laughs> this entire thing is just a death trap. Uh, I got a plus six. Nice. Uh, so yeah. you uh, you managed to uh, you know change the uh, shape of the pistons. Um, and it starts pushing and pushing and pushing and everything sort of starts to slip back into position. Um, Emriel, that fucking torpedo is getting damn close. That little beep is just beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 uh, beep, 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 is getting closer to us. Um, and then I essentially want to, as, um, I want to essentially put us on a directory where we're about to, like, collide with their sub. Mm-hmm. And then as we hit it, I, like, Push off it with the the telescopic legs to essentially rebound us um, okay. at a like sharp angle to turn. All right. Um, as uh, you're like a hundred meters from their sub. Yep. Fifty meters. Ten. Uh, and then the torpedo explodes. Uh, just as you collide uh, with their. Uh, submarine, do you still yep. push off it in the other direction? Um, well, what I was thinking was I was trying to, like, dodge the, like, direct trail of the torpedo. Yeah, you were hoping the torpedo would hit their sub, right? Yeah. Or yeah. They detonated it early. They detonated yep. it so it wouldn't hit them, because even if they hit you close, that close, yep. it would have killed them. So they've cool. detonated it. Um, but they probably didn't know where you were when they self-destructed yeah. the torpedo. So as it goes off behind, I then switch and then like spring the clamps open, uh, and then I try and grab onto their hull as we collide. Yeah. So you you hear um, 
something like smack against your hull. Um, yep. Uh, well, the shit, the car. I say hull like it's this <laughs> precision submarine. It's a fucking car. There's like it's a hull there's, now. There's like five mil at most of steel separating you from the ocean. It is by Greg's super science that you are not dead. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that sounds like hell through the sonar. So Amriel like screams and throws the headphones off. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, you, but you clamp on, and then I imagine you're all frozen for a few seconds, yep. and it's just silent. Greg, Greg comes seething out of the air vents. <laughs> I have good news. And I have bad news. Give us the good news first. I managed to reinforce the engine and make the fuel more efficient so we can go faster without the engine exploding. I mean, that fuel thing only works... Both of those things only work while you're actively doing it. Ah, They're not permanent. Gotcha. And the other part of the news... I may have lost us a few milliliters of fuel in the conversion. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't an efficient chemical reaction. I'm sorry. I was, I was operating under extreme duress. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Greg. We, we forgive you. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go condense on the back seat for a few minutes. <laughs> sure. You sit tight. Um, um, the the Valkyrie ship seems to keep moving. Yeah. I'm hoping... Well, I sort of talking to the others. I am um, hoping that might have worked out ideally. Because they might think we're gone. Wow. That could not be if, good for us. Not if they've got sonar. I mean, they would hear us. That, you know, this close to them. But we would... could kill our engine now. Well, yeah, yeah, not... them, right? Yeah. So you turn the engine off? I was thinking, like, we sort of hit them and turned the engine off and went silent as we, like, clamped on. Um, so that, yeah, po- it was essentially like a big explosion of the torpedo and then we, then there's like a collision with them and then nothing. Which could very easily just be a part of your debris that smashed yeah. against their hull. Yep. Um, you clamped on. We gave them the clamps. Yeah. So we go. We go quiet and ride them out. All right. Um, um, and then when they surface, we keep going. Well, I'm thinking maybe when we, they surface, Greg, we keep going, but also we have other opportunities. How many how many submarine movies has Greg illegally downloaded to himself? <laughs> In preparation of this, probably like twenty five. All right, they'd be able to hear you guys talking. Yeah, that's what I was saying yes. before. Right, we have to be very quiet. We just do it in hand gestures. We're like, thumbs up. You could, write on, you could write on paper or your phones. You just put your phones on silent and then you just, you we just start texting each other. Text. <laughs> and it's just like a show each other the screens. Yeah. You, open up, um, you open up Hangouts. 
So going um, forward, as long as you're clamped on, I will assume that all conversation you're having is like via text message. Yeah. Or Greg can pulse in Morse code. Yes. Right, and we'll, we nod and then type in the text message, Greg, we don't know Morse code. Surely, <laughs> surely Greg has installed Android on himself. Uh, heavily modified, yes. Yeah. Um, I got rid of all the Verizon bloatware. Um, uh, when, when we have a chance to break out, we may also be able to sabotage them. I mean, a, a a small hole is, you know, no big deal, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Can we see where we're attached to them? Um, it is behind their... Actually, the only... You could either have to grip onto their tower or their tail section, because there's fins on the tail section. So which of the two? I imagine tail. Yeah. All right, so they probably think that there's some, that their propulsion that their rudders and stuff were damaged. Yep. Uh, right. And that's why they can't turn as well. When in fact, it's because your fucking clamp is gripped onto it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, that might that might help with the talking bit because we would get any any noise that we would make would get lost in their wash. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. So that helps as well with that. I mean, don't don't shout, but we could probably whisper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm just imagining when when they surface, you know, we could you could pop out briefly and uh, bore just a little hole. Well, we would have to surface as well. I cannot operate underwater. Well, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, we, if they surface, when they you're surface, up then we're there. surfaced. Up, basically. Um, um, we could we, we could cripple their steering. Hmm. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking because we're right by their. If we're right on their tail, their uh, rudder to rise. That's and probably a good out. idea. We could probably just crush it as we yeah. hop off. Yeah. All right. Um. Emriel, do you try and listen to them? Uh, sure. I will see if I can confirm any of our suspicions that, or our hopes, I should say, that they think that we're dead. Well, you guys have super senses on yours, whereas they just have whatever, you know, the military-industrial complex has to bear. Just right. still probably pretty good. Probably still pretty good, but it's not geared to... Anyway, the point is, by fluke, you might be able to hear what they're talking about. Um, you get the... V- it's hard to make out phrases... They're not talking in English. Greg, do you have a listen? Uh, sure, if Amriel passes the headphones over. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not speaking in English. I can't. They're not talking any terrestrial language. Oh. Uh, let me double check what my power does for me, because it's not just terrestrial. Is there a chance I might know it? Let me just... Check the book. Is that ascendant tier? It does a thing. Uh, trapping description. Where is that leap? That was just there. Languages. Uh, I just let me double check where I have it at. Ascendant. So, 
at Ascendant tier. The character knows all languages used on Earth, mortal or otherwise, living or dead, plus a number of exotic languages equal to the skill rating. In addition, the character may spend a fate point to add any language which she could have reasonably encountered to her list of known languages. There is no way that you could have encountered their language before. Okay. Um, in, in fact, I give, I'll give you this for free. It you, you get a vague sense of how the grammatical... Like, it has familiar structure to it in that mm -hmm. it's not... But the, but the important part is it bears no root of any language you've encountered. So whatever they're speaking is from a place that has not been affected by the outside world and has not exported its language to the outside world. It also means it can't be a human language because then you would at least recognize um, Proto-Indian uh, Indo language roots in it. Yeah, it would have some kind of... Right. Uh, so I say I do not know what language they are speaking. It is not of this earth. Hmm. What do we know about the Valkyrs again? They are shit. Yeah. Um, they were working with the neo-fascists, kind of. They were associated with neo-fascists. They are associated with the neo-fascists through the fact that they're associated with Gresha. Right. They didn't have a direct connection to... Um, there was a degree of separation. They're neo-Nazi adjacent. Hmm. Do we know if they're uh, aliens or from a parallel Earth or... Uh, no. You... Just in, people. In the... You have heard them say before there was a there was, Emra, I think it was in the, either the first game or the last game, uh, or the uh, last game of the Paris thing. You overheard Emriel, overheard one of them say something to the effect of, "We can't take this shit with us." Hmm. Yeah, it's in the first game. One of them, you overheard them preparing. One of them said, "Why don't we get some of those QE comms like they use in the radio, uh, in the video cameras?" And then the other one said, "What would be the point of spending money on that? We can't take it through the veil." Hmm. Right. They. Something even from round here. <laughs> Something I remember overhearing during the first race back in Egypt. They said something about not being able to take QE comms through the veil. So maybe they are from another Earth or from somewhere else. The veil uh, from Haberdashery Earth. <laughs> yeah, they're from Haberdashery Earth. <laughs> oh man, that's the best Earth. All uh, the hats. Do they have hat hats? <laughs> Oh, that's that's in the future, man. Right. Doesn't matter what Earth they're from. No one's ready for hat hats yet. Next level fashion. Yep. <laughs> Poor Will. Um, let us describe his uh, his outfit. <laughs> anyway, he um, did it to himself. He did. Yodel said, "I would assume the group calling themselves the Valkyries are actually Valkyries." 
I mean, it, yeah. It's possible. They, they could be. They most certainly could be. Uh, the veil definitely sounds Let's, mystical to me. I have an idea. Hmm? Let's fuck them up. <laughs> oh, sure. Why not? Yeah, wait till they surf start to surface, rip their rudder off, and then keep going as we go. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Take that through the veil. Right. <laughs> exactly. As you're uh, talking about this, um, you hear one of them yell, like, something. Um, and then uh, a string of words. Uh, and then you start to notice that you your depth is changing. You are getting closer to the surface. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's our cue. Go time. Or they're um, on to us. Or well, both. You know, we'll both. find out which. Yeah. Won't that be exciting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you are... Uh, you're less than 50 meters from the surface now. Um, and you get a sense that the water is churning around you. Uh, and there's a, you're picking up a lot of noise, um, and then nearby, um, a flash of light goes through the water. Like lightning mm-hmm. light? Could be. Could be at the eye of the storm. You only have to be close to the wall. If they're going to be uh, surfacing for air, that would be the place to do it. Definitely. Um, oh, you're you're up. So you're you're above fifty meters depth now. Cool. Um, I can still like hear them through the sonar. Our super it's sense. becoming harder, and obviously you can't really tell what they're saying. Right. Yep. Uh, it's almost impossible to hear them now with the churning and the um, pumping of uh, air into the ballast and things like that. The oh, now, um, water. GPS, how far are we from the base? Oh, pretty far. I'd imagine you're probably all sitting on them for like an uh, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Does that seem appropriate? Yeah. Sure. You rode yeah. them for yeah. a while. Given given research into you know the type of submarine that they're using, is yeah. that like does this seem like they'd have to come up for air at this point? They shouldn't have or to come this... up for air for like another few days, mm. right? Although, you, uh, Emriel, as you uh, as you know, Greg is talking about the air or whatnot. Do you notice that you've been breathing pretty heavy? Speaking of coming up for air, did we... What are our life support capabilities here, Greg? Uh, I figured we'd be okay. Those of us who have breathed would like to know. 
What, I gave us a full five hours of it? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what, this whole cab is full of air. Granted, over the last few hours, it's become increasingly more uh, carbonous. Oh, we don't have an air. We don't have an air system. I thought we had an air system. Don't have an air. You don't have an air scrubber, and you don't have oxygen tanks. Ah, well. Greg, get your get your nanoscopic ass to work scrubbing the CO two from this cat. <laughs> all right, all right. I will. I will scrub the air. I guess. It might taste a little minty when I'm done, though. <laughs> it's time like these that you need minty. <laughs> uh, oof, that's a uh, plus two. I mean, Raiderade probably has water in it, which means that it has oxygen in it. So you could like extract oxygen sure. molecules from the Raiderade. I'm going to. Uh, we yeah, do have so, a whole uh, palette of it, apparently. It's plus no, two. they had a pallet on the ship. <laughs> yeah. You would it's have a cut. Plus two enough. Yeah, plus two is enough to, you okay. know, you make it a little not as horrible. But you just will have to, you know, remember that. Could you could you two try to breathe less? Oh, sure, sure. Yep. All right. Thank you. Um, let's, let's ride this out until we're at the surface, and then we'll... Uh, You're the uh, captain. captain. The water starts to recede down the ship, um, and you are just barely on the uh, surface of the water. They've got the tower sitting up, um, and then after a few minutes... uh, Can I crack a window? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you crack a window. (laughs) Uh, It's fucking hell up here. The wind is... Like, you roll down the window, it's like... Uh, You see lightning going off. Greg, this is probably the closest uh, you imagine. I would imagine that this would be a vision of your people's hell. Yeah, yeah, this is... uh, Yes. This is Um, where naughty parts of the gestalt get sent. Uh, as as we're coming up, I think as we just as we're coming up, and it's like we're stuffy and having this air conversation. I'm like, oh, does anyone want the aircon on? Half or full? <laughs> Greg, Greg is just on the floor in the back seats. Yeah, you squeezed yourself down into the 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 floor space. Um, Foot room. Wonderful. Um, just like checking, looking over at the the submarine quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, does it look like the hatch is opening or anything? They haven't opened it yet. Okay. When I said a few minutes later, I was about to say the hatch is opening, but you interjected before that time advancement. Right. Um, so the hatch starts opening essentially. If we yeah, if you don't do anything for the next minute or so, um, you see the taking a bit of air. A hatch on the tower open. Um, wonderful. At this point, I think it would be a prudent time to depart. <laughs> Yeah. But we should um, take a souvenir. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like a huge section of their rudder. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I like clamp Yeah, like I, I um the ones that are already holding on. Mm-hmm. Uh I like tr- uh clamp it down harder, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um and then 
with the other legs push off from the push off from the submarine and then full steam ahead uh, away. Yeah, you know, you'd actually be able to get more because it's hard to get your submarine submerged. Like the mm -hmm. legs are not that long, and actually, yeah. you'd have more leverage on the rudder you're gripped to if you because the rudders are spaced at quarters around the hull. Yeah. You'd have more uh, leverage if you gripped the next rudder and used that to pull yourself forward, and then mm -hmm. you'd like bend or rip the other rudder. Yeah, that sounds good. And, and then, like damage, pulling ourselves back and underwater, then damage the other one in the process. Yeah, because otherwise you've got dick or leverage. You'll like try to jump off, and then you'll swing round into the propeller blade. Yep. Yeah, we'll do that to like pull ourselves around. Yeah. Down. Uh, so you like a commander crawling, and then you like out of the window, you see as uh, one of the Valkyrs looking on in horror. Yeah, as we like, as the, the as the like the car kind of reaches down and grabs the other one, and then like hefts itself over, like screaming of metal, and then I'm like leaning out the window sideways, and I just give them finger guns <laughs> as I wind the window back up and submerge. <laughs> Brilliant. <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you take a, one of their runners with you as you damage another uh, and dive underwater. Um, uh, all the while a storm raging above, you hear the thunder cracking, uh, rippling through. Greg, it, it reminds you of like a primal scream of an angry, wounded beast. That's what it would sound like to Greg. Uh, it's something lashing out uh, in fear and pain. Why is it so angry? What did you people do to it? El Nino. <laughs> what is this El Nino? You must stop it. <laughs> Greg would know that El Nino means little boy. <laughs> and, little would boy be and would be confused. Children? <laughs> A child did this? You let your children out into this? <laughs> Do you I'm care nothing for your offspring? When uh, Greg says that, uh, Emriel, you're reminded of the conversation you had with Alex. Uh, you joked about, hey, save some orphans for me. And you wonder what it's like on the main island where the edge of this hurricane must, like, the storm wall would have hit by now. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Good. Um, yeah, I guess we dive and yeah. yeah. Steam on. Run away from the sounds of angry storms and uh, worrying about angry your Valkyries. girlfriends. Yeah, Whatever everywhere. language the Valkyries are cursing us in. The Valkyries. <laughs> They're Valkyries. Slip of the tongue, I'm sure. Well, I did say Valkyries before, but that was, you know, a relevant comment yep. from Yordle. Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, you dive down into the uh, into the ocean. Um, you're closer to the... Uh, where you think the base is now. Um, you could try and map the ocean floor. Uh, get you a better sense of where you are. Oh, 
Amriel's on the com. Sure. Um, what can I roll for that? Um, science, engineering, navigation. I'm just naming things that may or may not be skills. I don't know. Pilot. Draw. Yep. Uh, what else? What else could? Some kind of soldiering skill. Um, Empathy. I want to feel what the ocean floor is like. Feel good vibrations. <laughs> yeah, my my demon warrior skill doesn't have a trapping that would let me do that. Uh, would you would you accept drive or investigation or alertness? Investigation. Okay. You're trying to find points of interest. All right, ocean floor. Tell me where it is. Oh, oh good. Um, I'm going to spend another fate point to re-roll that, because I rolled a negative two. Spend on a plus one skill. What are you invoking? Um... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Fallen Legionary because I have, you know, been trained to read a map. Were you part of the expedition that was trying to hunt down Leviathan? Yes. All right. That guy thinks he's so crash hot. We roll this. Boom. All right. Much better. Now I'm at plus four. Oh, nice. Um. It appears that uh, the the ocean floor around here is quite um, rocky and um, uh, and ragged, um, abrasive, sharp. Um, it's new rock. It's at the. It's at a tectonic um, gap. Okay. Uh, so. Um, you know, it's like lava secretions and things like that. Um, these two plates seem to be moving apart. Um, and what you, uh, that will be easy to get around because, you know, you've got 3D space. You'll just come in right on top of the base. The problem is, is that the water rising up out of the, uh, uh, ocean crevice is also quite turbulent. The temperature is fluctuating between hot and cold, which is making the water change. The storm is not helping. Um, you're not quite sure how to approach. If you came in low from far away, you could basically creep along the continental shelf to the base, but then you have to worry about the ragged ocean floor and you'll have to dodge spires of rock if you come in from high up you have to worry about basically an underwater storm all right uh i relay this to them oh. so we could either get caught in a whirlpool and crushed and die or we could uh possibly catch the bottom of the Datsun on some jagged, you know, shard of rock at the bottom of the ocean and take on water and die. Mm. So, they both sound like such appealing options. Hmm. It's your car, Yuri. Or really, it's your mm. you. <laughs> it's my life. 
Oh yes, are you in the car right now? What does it feel like on the outside? Oh, I'm not in the car. Ah, right. I'm just driving. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We could ride the whirlpool. What seems like a more sensible option? Uh, the one that does not get us killed. Mm. I mean, both present uh, pretty tough challenges for you, since you're doing the driving. Whichever you are most confident in is the one that I support. Well. But just know that if we die and you are responsible for my death, you are also responsible for the enslavement of my entire race. Wow, Craig. No continued enslavement, I should say. No pressure at all. Yeah, well, there's actually a lot of pressure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> Under pressure. No pressure other than the crushing pressure of the ocean around us. Other than that. Well, I say to hell with it. Let's lean into this. Um, so the base, is oh. a, the base is in this crevice? It's right on the edge because it uses the um, geothermal as a power source. Yep. And that kind of makes sense. Something goes really super bad, just pitch it down. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I say we I say we just... Yeah, let's ride the currents in. So we're, we're on the rim here? Pretty much. In the Pacific? No. You're on a tectonic gap. Would you say we're at the Pacific Rim? I would be willing to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we let's ride the let's roll roll with the currents. That is good because if you'd gone for the jagged rocks, I did mention earlier that this thing has shitty handling, so you would have been taken uh. minus one. <laughs> cool. Also, very thin, thin hull. Very, very thin hull. It would be one. It would be one failure, and well, Amriel dies. <laughs> Greg has a few more skill challenges to go, uh, and Yuri is in, you know, a tough situation. Um, let's let's dive. All right. Uh, that one scene from below where the guy nopes the fuck out of the submarine. <laughs> I don't think I've seen below. Oh, it's so wonderfully awful. Is that the one where the guy <laughs> shoots himself in the head twice? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm drawing a fair bit of inspiration from Hunt for Red October and Sphere. Mm, yeah. That's a good one, too. But we in, haven't conjured in, up a giant squid yet. In below... Wow. <laughs> it's, it's the closest thing I've ever seen to uh, a COC Sandroll failure in a movie. <laughs> guy, the guy sees a monster. They're on a submarine, and he just walks calmly back toward the, rest, the the rest of the crew in the in the rear compartment. He goes, "Well, we're all gonna die." And then he goes up to the tower, opens the airlock, and just swims. Jesus fucking Christ, Aaron. I didn't know you were in movies. Uh, so, uh, Greg is telling you about this film. Uh, Greg's the one that downloaded uh, submarine movies into his head. Uh, and just as he's telling you, and then he opens the uh, crew hatch compartment and attempts to swim to the surface. You get hit by turbulence that like sort of twists um, the Datsun and you start spiraling out of control. 
Uh, Emriel, you feel real nauseous. Yuri probably <laughs> also feels nauseous. Nauseous. Probably feels a bit nauseous. And you haven't felt nauseous in a really long time, so it's you know kind of bittersweet, and then it's really bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. We gotta get this under control. Well, how, what are you doing? We need to get ourselves under control. What are you doing? You feel like you're gonna vomit, and the submarine is spinning. The car is spinning. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push. Well, I'm gonna push through the nausea. Okay. Um, uh, athletics. I've got resolve. Oh well, then resolve. Resolve works. Which has composure. So. Yeah, that works. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reroll that. Mm-hmm. Just spend a fate because I got a minus three. Oof. Um, Ouch. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, it would have been it would have been a zero. So, uh, not great. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, transcontinental motorsport motorsport professional because uh, I think pushing through. You've probably done a, a high-speed boat race. Uh, yeah, and even a, just, like, pushing through feeling horribly yeah. unwell yeah. Uh, in some kind of long-haul long, long situation. Indeed. All right. Uh, let's roll that again. Better. As well. uh, that's four. That's much better. Nice. Uh, so you, you, you pull your grit together. Just do a couple of little... <laughs> Uh, and then I clutch uh, the wheel. Through, through the knuckles. space, through the weird uh, demon spacesuit thing, uh, it sounds like Darth, uh, Darth Vader having a panic attack. <laughs> Good. Uh, what are you gonna do? Now what? Now what? <laughs> uh, clutch the wheel and then try and. Um, uh, not so much just like brute force pull it out of a spin, but try and um, yeah, like lean into the the flow of the yeah. current uh, to try and uh, yeah, kind of steady us and then just you keep it moving on. You try and turn this. You try to turn this spin into uh, a maneuver that gets you where you need to go. Yeah, and it's very much like um, like not definitely like trying not to overcorrect when you're like hydroplaning yeah. in a car. Or like, yeah, like fishtailing kind of thing. Like once you lose traction, you're trying not to um, overcorrect. So when you grab traction back, you just spin out again. Um, so drive check. Yeah. Adventure base rating, uh, Pacific Rim Drift. <laughs> uh, five. Plus five. Nice. Uh so you you know you manage to find the thing and you're coasting through, and you think that uh, at Amriel you see on the actually Yuri you see something blipping on the screen. You hope that's where you're meant to be going, uh, and mm-hmm. then you you hear a voice, or is it a voice? It's sort of like an inner monologue in the back of your head, and it's like breach detected, and then uh... in your vision. There's like a violet tear out the side window, maybe a kilometer away. How the fuck can you see that in the pitch black of the deep ocean? Uh, 
and it sort of is like a it starts out as like a single tear and then sort of starts to spiral into like a spider web of cracks like when somebody punches a window uh, uh, and it's just these violent violet lines in the ocean and is that like in the ocean does it look like it's in the ocean floor or just in the ocean itself in the water uh, it's coming right. in like 3D. It's it, from your perspective, it looks like a spider web, but you can tell that it's like coming towards you as well as in the other direction. It's a 360 yep. degree rip yep. of light. Ning. It's not uh, lightning. It's purple. Yeah. But it looks kind of like uh, lightning, and it's like fractal. Yeah, I guess in that sense, it looks like um, chain lightning. Yeah. What the uh, crap is that? You don't see shit. Oh. It's just you just me? see, you just oh, see okay. Yuri look out the window and then, like... And Yuri's like, what the fuck? Um, Are you okay, Yuri? Yuri. No one else seeing that? Mm, no. None of us are wearing bio-augmented demon armor. Guess so. Um, Breach level two. I'm gonna try. Is it like? Is it like rushing towards us? It's not rushing towards you. It's just that it is extending. You are pretty um, close to the tectonic plate, though. Oh, well, the tectonic tear. Yeah. Uh, can, can I pass whether or not it's, um, something I'm perceiving through my, through my enhanced demon armor, or if it's somewhere in my head kind of thing? It is the, the animalistic consciousness of the suit is trying to feed you data. It's organic, yep. so it's like it has or it has weird organic senses. It's converted it into computer knowledge, like digital knowledge, and then it has converted it back into the organic signals of your brain, which is why it's like in a monologue mixed with like an instinctual feeling. Mm-hmm. Um so it's less that a computer is telling you what this is and more that you sort of instinctively know even though you have no background in inter- interdimensional physics. Yep. And so and the, the the rupture doesn't appear to be it's not like on my it's outside the vehicle. It's not like I'm seeing it so it's actually yeah, it's on the vehicle. Yeah, it's definitely like off a com- kilometer away. Right. Yeah. Um what, what do you see? Cool. Uh, some kind of rupture. I'm not sure if it's tectonic or dimensional. But, uh, uh, my scout would say dimensional. Um, let's get we into the... Probably steer away from it either way. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably get into the... Transparent signal rising. You can feel that the breach is doing something. 
Greg, transference uh, signal. What's uh, that mean? Sound, sounds like they're transferring something. Is something coming through? Oh, I, God. I can't detect this. It is the, specific room. The purple lines start to swell up. Uh, uh-huh. Like they're becoming thicker. Um, it had better not be shark people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if I just fucking transplanted boiling point. <laughs> Boom. Think of that. That would have been cool. Oh, well. Next time. Uh, can I detect anything? You don't see shit. It's fucking ocean. Yeah, okay. Um, how how far off are we from the actual base now? Um, you're still got a bit more of deep sea turmerchulant storm. Like, you're managing to hold the yep, thing steady, right. but you... It's... Yeah. You're still drifting down, and soon you're going to have to deal with that situation. Yep. Um, I think this one's on you, Yuri. You do you know how to make that thing work? Maybe it can tell you more information. Yep. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll try and. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try and push deeper into the the mental state of the armor. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did give it that trapping um, so that it has a database of information. Yeah, and and kind of both, but I'm trying to like uh, sort of access against database, but also trying to um, better understand it, like kind of get better insight into what it's um, conveying what is to this, me. What is the suit trying to tell you, and how do you deal with this situation? Yeah, yes. and so trying to be more like rather than it sort of trying to feed me information, I'm going to try and like understand m- more attuned more attuned to it so i kind of yeah like empathically understand it okay go ahead. um while also like dipping into that database um that's a four but to be honest i wouldn't mind it possibly being higher Just don't spend um, all your fate points before we get to the base. Right. Yeah. We did get but that I always end up not spending there. any. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to spend one. Uh, I'm going to spend one and invoke random access memories. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. That works with what I had planned. Yep. Good. Um, to give me another plus two. Take me a six. All right. So you're sort of feeling well, out the well thing. Well and truly in tune. And you see all this information flowing into you, uh, like you see the interconnected web of like it's pulling up category systems and energy ratings and radiation output. There's a lot of sensor information it didn't give you because it mm-hmm. really it recognized the situation you were in. You are attempting yep. to evade stuff, and then it saw a hazard and highlighted it for you. Yep. Um, rather than telling you like all of the energy output that was coming off it, it was like this is the shape of the interdimensional object that you may collide with. Yeah. If you are not careful. Uh, and Don't then you see that. a memory kind of flow. Like it's in the first person. You see uh, yourself cr- crouching, like from your perspective, you're sort of. Um, crouching on the ground pushing yourself up and then you hear a voice not your own in a language you don't understand say one of these days i'm gonna need to write a manual for this thing 
and then you see another image flash into your head. Uh, it's like, ah, oh, man, I'm gonna need to really write a manual for this thing. As you see a person standing in front of it, and it's um, the professor, um, <laughs> like in in like boxer shorts, staring at the suit, yep. shaking his head. Um, and then uh, you feel a sharp pain in your chest, and there's like a guy stand, uh, a crab man standing over you with a trident, and he just whispers under his breath, "Really got to get around to writing that goddamn manual." Oh. Um, and then you feel the suit sort of reach out and like shake, like it's a, like a handshake for your mind, and it yep. says, "We need to work together." In the absence of the creator, of you need to avoid this thing. Category uh, uh, spectrum two portals cannot normally sustain biomass transference. This one uh, appears to be attempting it. There will be organic material coming through. Yep. It will not be able to uh, remain for long. Evasion is your best technique. Let the portal destroy your enemy. And Wait, as, it says, as, it's, as it says that, you hear Abriel and Greg scream as a sharp, bioluminescent, serrated tentacle spear launches out of nothingness. Um, I think as that's essentially... As just before that happens, uh, Yuri kind of uh, looks to them and says, "There's something big coming through that rift. Giant bioluminescent <laughs> tentacle tentacle spear lurches out of negative space. Screams. No shit, <laughs> Yuri. Um, and I'm just gonna like bank away from it." Alright, make me a drive check as you bank away. Uh, Greg, you... Greg, you said... Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, if Greg better understood the concept of making jokes under pressure, he would scream out, Ah, it's Abriel's mom! <laughs> but Greg does not say that. Doesn't actually... For once, it doesn't remind Abriel of a family member. <laughs> Amriel doesn't come from that kind of hell. No. <laughs> doesn't come from hentai hell. No. Um, how'd you go, Yuri? Six. Nice. <laughs> uh, so you sort of swirl around the tentacle thing, and then it sort of, like, bursts with yellow glowing blood and rips itself into five points and then starts spiraling, uh, trying <laughs> to search you out. What do you do? Um, uh, Emriel? Yeah? Can you pick anything else up on that sensor? Is there anyone else nearby? Um, I'll do a sweep. Hang on. Yep. Hold um, on to your butts. <laughs> Hold on to your butts as I, like, plunge down to the depths. Yeah, you're being um, blown, like, off course, and you can't really tell what you're driving towards. You just know you're going yep. down. 
Um, but it doesn't matter as long as you are away from away that. Away from that. You and need to kill quickly. time till that portal closes. Um, I'm at plus zero. I lost the sweeps, the bleeps, and the creeps. <laughs> what? The what? The what? You know, I think the the bleeps. <laughs> oh, no, those are the creeps. That's anyway. You got nothing. You got yeah. an empty HUD. I can't hear anything through this shit. The sensors are going nuts. It's Paganini. Uh, can we, Yuri, please Greg? Kill us. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. Greg, can you? Basically, uh, at the moment, um, Yuri is doing the thing from Fifth Element where Corbin Dallas dives straight down. Is like, we'll be yeah. all right if we make it to the fog. If mm. we make it to the fog. Um, uh, Greg, I have a vague thought. Could you transmute the soda into? Um, something dense enough to mask like electromagnetic signal and then shoot it out behind us. You know, ink, inkjet style. Uh, wait, the the sonar? No, 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 the radar. Oh, soda. Oh, okay. Soda. Uh, I could certainly try. Uh, let's see what I got. The problem becomes how do you get it out of the thing? Uh, that, yeah. Vent yeah, it, it into the exhaust? How do you get into the exhaust? Greg got into the engine. Okay, okay, this is what we do. So, uh, we already established that the trunk of the car is empty. So, it is um, the ballast, but yes. Okay. So, it's um, not empty now. Oh, right, that's it's our got, ballast. Well, we don't need to go up. Yeah. Do you need to go up? Well, if it's water in it at the moment, couldn't you feasibly? It's a closed system, so if that's closed, you could. Put I'm, it I'm in saying there, Greg, Greg doesn't work on. Greg then, can't work in water, though. No, 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 no. But if you converted the stuff, put it then like made a like made a sort of sealed valve, pushed it through, sealed it again, and then we opened the boot. Uh, the other problem with that is, if we open the trunk, we're going up. Yeah, once we eject the ballast, we go up fast. No, you won't, because when no, you, no, it's when, you water. Pump, when you pump the ballast in a submarine, you create That's a vacuum. You create a vacuum in the ballast tank, so yeah. that you can't fill it with air because you don't have air to pump in. But there's right. no water in there, so you become lighter than the surrounding material. But if you just open the trunk. Water flows in and Raider Raid flows out uh, instantaneously. So there's yeah, okay. no change in your weight. Yeah. So that would work. Um, and while it's closed, part, it's not under the, yeah. like, it's not as under the same degree as pressure kind of thing. Yeah, it's neutral pressure to the surrounding mm. environment. There's no reason why the hatch can't open. It will not send you to the surface because there's no air that will go in there. Okay. True. But that is a good um, point. Uh, yep. that, that seems like it's going to be a time-consuming engineering check, though. Um, 
I mean, the not time-consuming option is convert the Raider Raid and then crack a window. Yeah, that's uh, not the... That's the dead option. Well, I can... It would probably be easy... Okay, I got it. So, Greg is going to uh, convert the Raider Raid into something uh, that Yuri wants. Um and then build uh, an airtight bubble over one of the windows in the back. Mm-hmm. So that way, and fill the fill that with the Raiderade stuff, so that way you could crack the window. It'll probably jostle us a bit, but we'll just have so there's a like pocket. A, so there's like a second window pane yeah. that can't be wound down between the right. other window pane. Exactly. And then when you wind down the window... The basically creating an airlock. Yeah, it's it's, you have like there's not a huge amount of fluid, but it will definitely confuse the the creature. Yeah. Speaking Mm -hmm. of speaking of airlocks, here's a thought: How are we supposed to dock with this base? One problem at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna roll for that. Uh, Okay, that puts me at plus three, and I am definitely going to invoke Smartest Cloud in the room to bring that up to plus five. Alright. Uh, so you start making glass. Um, no. Something better than glass. Oh, well, yeah. Indeed. You make <laughs> a... You make transparent steel. Uh, transparent aluminum. It occurs to me, you don't even need to be able to see through it. We don't it. need to be able to see through no. it. It just has to be a... Yeah, thing. yeah. You can just put fucking steel on there. It doesn't matter. Uh, so you make your your airlock, and then you wind down the window, and like the thing, the car sort of shifts for, to one side, and then you feel a rumbling, like an incredible cry of pain, uh, and Emriel, uh, you uh, see like a spark of lightning out your window, Yuri. The entire space around you is filled with light. Um, and then you hear like a plaintive, embarrassed, mortified, regretful, sorrowful um, plea for forgiveness from yourself. Mm-hmm. As you realize the suit is feels bad that it didn't stop feeding you its senses when that happened. Because now you're blind for a half right. second. And it could have avoided that. And its sole purpose yep. in existence is to help its wearer. And it just fucked you over. Yep. Uh, um, make me a drive check. Uh-huh. As everyone Any realizes kind of- you're about to slam into the ocean bed. Yuri. What? Uh, <laughs> turn. What? And then just in the headlights, <laughs> meters away. Um, I rolled a zero. I have plus four. Well, you pull um, the fuck up, and you feel one of the um, leg clamps smash yep. against a bit of rock and snap off. Yep. Uh, That's okay. Didn't like that leg clamp anyway. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, 
looking in, I don't know, the rear view mirror. Um, <laughs> you see darkness? Yeah, I was going to say, there's no more sign of the, the fissure. Yeah, that it seems to have disappeared. You timed yep. it well. Um, good. Yeah, we uh, kind of pull up off the ocean floor the and... The flash of light that Emriel saw was the fissure closing and, like, just yep. uh, um, annihilating the matter that was in contact with it. Fantastic. Which yeah. created a shit ton of radiation that Yuri could see. Yep. Uh, there we go. Because the suit can see gamma radiation... You can see the full spectrum of light. Yep. That's handy. It is handy. Um, yeah, and we kind of pull up over the ocean floor. Uh, um, and in the distance, the sonar is picking up a, a metallic structure. Uh, yep. Expansive disc. Um, four stories tall. Uh, looming on the edge of a tectonic fissure. And that's be where we call the run. Yep. I feel pretty time efficient overall. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Any idea why we were attacked by an interdimensional tentacle? Not a clue. Not a clue. Rich. <laughs> Greg has three theories. One, crazy random happenstance. Two, the Valkyrs were pissed and did something. Or three, it's a really weird safety uh, defense mechanism. Mm. Mm. Uh, I feel like one of those theories is number like... one. <laughs> oh. I was, because remember I mentioned how there's the bikini, the Marshall Islands exclusion zone? Mm hmm. Yep. I was, it was going to be something related to that. And then I'm like, oh, but biomass can't come through that, as I established before. Well, what if it's, like, only for a short period of time? I was going to have a whole fucking kaiju come through. I was also thinking of just Ooh. having a kaiju show up, because, like, it's established in base raiders, in the supplement where they go to the super machine graveyard. Yep. Um, that there are kaiju. Yeah. And they attack right, sometimes. Yeah. So I was going to have there just be a kaiju for funsies. Um, and I decided to tie the two plots together. Yes. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it had no, it, it was, it had nothing to do with the base. It had more to do with the tectonic plate a la Pacific Rim. Mm. But it's just some random animal fell through a hole in space and time. At the exact same time that in another universe you were driving by. And <laughs> by further coincidence, you could see it. <laughs> because of uh, Yuri's vision thing. But yeah, yeah cool. How'd you guys fi find that? Good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Was, was it as cinematic as the last outer dungeon? Uh, yeah. I, I love the image of us like driving around the bottom of the ocean in a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's we just like modified it's just like, that much. Yeah, and I imagine, but like, it kind of just looks like we're on a, a road trip at night because it's just like the internal lights of the car. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, we're still just like looking out the windows. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right, well, um, I think we'll call it there. And next time we'll deal with getting in uh, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, you know what? I'll point this out now. So me and Yodel were talking about how Amriel and Yuri need to breathe and the demons, the, the super suit is organic and has to perform cellular respiration. And you mm-hmm. guys didn't bring scuba or air tanks. Stop trying mm-hmm. to kill us, Yaddle. <laughs> uh, and, um, and Alex mentioned it, either Alex or Ryan, sorry, mentioned it a second ago. How are you going to get in the airlock? Yeah. Yeah. I, kind I, of I was thinking, I hadn't like, realized that the base was underwater. I guess I, I, I could at first. Moon pool or something? Yeah, it might. I, I kind of tried to. Find one. I had, I had kind of thought that uh, our submarine aspect might have included an airlock, but no, for sure it's just doors. Yeah, as yeah, as we were as we were describing the fact that it was just the car that we it's reinforced. It's an underwater and, car, like right. Yeah. I I kind of realized, oh shit, we didn't build in an airlock, so this is going to be bad for us. <laughs> we'll just we'll, just, we'll park beside it. Scuba thought basically simultaneously because when I was saying I don't want to make suggestions because that's leading you and defeats the purpose of me asking what you guys want to take, I was thinking they have no way to get out of their sub underwater in an emergency and not immediately die. At yeah. most, yeah. Yuri can buy himself a few minutes. But I mean, I mean. The I mean, Greg kill can us build, anyway. Yeah, Greg can build you anything you want, I guess. So, well, I think we can get car. into the base by if we park close enough. Next to the, if we park right next to it, and then Greg sort of builds an incremental little like seal around a window. Yeah, you just fuse the car to the wall. To a wall, the and then we crack a window and climb yeah. out. Right there, we go. Oh, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Easy peasy. I mean, there might be a moon pool. It's just a matter of it takes time to find that as opposed to, oh, we've got deep sea diving suits. We just step out and cut a hole in in this wall. Uh, Yeah. I hope it pisses the Valkyrs off so much that we're just ridiculous and unprepared and we still got the best of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're not as specialized. As we said, blind luck. We don't count on preparation. The Valkyries over-prepare while also spending the bare minimum they can on gear, which is why they always buy surplus military shit and don't have laser cannons and super submarines like everybody else. Because it's like, well, yeah, we could build that, or we could get a tried and tested system that'll cost us like a million dollars and we know is going to work and we could always sell to some, you know, South American dictator. Hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, farewell cool. from the past. Oh, wait, hang on. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can hit us up on our website. Don't forget to check out uh, Rag Nerd Rock, which is the podcast that Alex and Ryan are on. Um, hey. If you uh, really liked uh, what we put out, you can support us on Patreon, uh, and you can find us on across all kinds of social media. We're on Twitter, SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, we're not on Instagram, because why the fuck would we? We're a podcast. 
Google Plus, we have a community. Uh, you can find us on most social media platforms that you can normally find internet folk on. Hmm. Uh, and tell yes. someone about the podcast, essentially. Yes, sharing the podcast is the best way to help us because podcast recommendations are the main ways that viewership grows. Uh, yep. Buying advertisement doesn't mean jack. Uh, tell your friends that you liked Insert Quest here so that your friends can enjoy it. Uh, anyway, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. <laughs>